Yup. And I just said no go intro. ahead and kick this off. I just said no intro. Oh, he froze. Hey, welcome back into the Sporty Lounge. Nah, just fucking with you guys. <laughs> he, he as really always. Had you fooled Austin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, grab a beer, kick up your feet, as always. Oh. We got me as a host, T Rizzle. We've got Shane streaming live right now on Derpamation Twitch slash Derpamation.tv or whatever the hell it is. Right there above him. Go follow. Derpination. And as always, our gracious host, Austin, who loves way too fruity shirts for himself, but we still love him. This isn't fruity. <laughs> it's a little fruity, bro. I was thinking, I think he was looking a little hubba bubba when you came in, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're looking like a little, why, why are you jealous you're looking of like a little Jolly Kyle. Rancher. You know what I'm saying, bro? Why are you hey, jealous you of saying the style, like a little, you You're looking like a little Skittle right now, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, he macking on you right now. I'm just going to say that right out. You, so, you're looking pretty oh, sweet, boy. No, no. no you should have no, seen the picture he sent to us. Listen. When he got his hair cut. Chaz says, says you have style, just so you know. Well, he looks exactly like 708. Thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, anyways, hold up. If anyone was Mac on anyone, it was Travis uh, two nights ago with Shane. It was oh, like, I don't, I don't disbelieve it. Yeah. I believe it. He, he called him a nine out of ten on the Richter scale. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought we were just talking about inches. He, he's like, when he drops it, it's an earthquake. <laughs> it's true. It's no, true. It's, I, no, I do it was, have a dump truck. It was, it was funny because. <laughs> Like, don't answer that question, Travis. And Austin just straight muted him in the Discord. I serenaded <laughs> his ass. So okay, do you, guys, do you guys want to give a little more context? Actually, no, don't give more context. Yeah, no, worse get, worse. no, no context. it's not it gets worse. Right now. <laughs> it, it, it's worse. It's, wor- it's worse with the... Okay, let me explain. I have a Dark Magician Girl cosplay. Yeah. And that was... that. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Only thicker than a bowl of oatmeal, baby. That's all I gotta say. It's, fun- it's funny because now it's like kind of loose on me. Like when I put it on yesterday, it was like kind of baggy on me compared to like how it used to be like tight on me. Anyways, we're here to talk about sports, not me looking sexy. So, so like, before we get into about look, looking something, yeah, before we get shut into the, the football up. season, so you know, the Lions, because I know Travis wants to talk on that because that was a great win, but. Damian Lillard traded in a three-way trade involving the Heat, the Bucks, and Portland. Portland got a bag. And Giannis may win another chip. The Heat got screwed. And they gave up Tyler Hero, who was a great young rotational player. The Heat? You got the trade pulled up then? The Heat were not involved. The Heat were not involved. It was Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. It was Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Portland, Milwaukee. Those are the three. All right, I'm gonna go My over bad, whatever, I right, what every team received. So the Bucks got Damian Lillard, Blazers got Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ian, Kam- Kamara, Tuami Kamara. How it wasn't Brooklyn? It was the Suns. He's a six guy. The Suns, yeah. He's a six Bucks, or seven guy, but he's solid. Bucks, he's young too. Bucks 20, 29 first round pick unprotected, <laughs> and they swapped rights on Bucks twenty twenty eight and twenty thirty picks. Did Suns receive? Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson's not bad. I like Nurkic oh, as well. Yeah, I like Nurkic too. So I'm not I th- upset I think Phoenix, by that. I think Phoenix has better depth than they did beforehand, so it worked out that way. But yeah. they did give up DeAndre Ayton, bro. Like that's. I'm surprised they traded him. <sighs> Me too. A little bit. 
Me too. I mean, Portland sure. Trailblazers getting Aiton and Drew Holiday. That's going to be nice, plus some picks. So that's that's always good. The Bucks obviously are in win mm-hmm. right now mode with Giannis and Lillard. And the Suns, I'm not sure where they were trying to go with this trade. Like, I see no direction for why they were even involved. Like, depth. Just they didn't want to deal with DeAndre Ayton anymore. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. Okay. So, it might have been, it might have been, you know, one of those situations where there is trade talks already happening before and they're like, we'll just clump this in because it gives us more assets. Because they did end up getting assets from both teams, correct? I believe mm-hmm. they both. I think they got one asset from the Trailblazers and, or two assets from the Trailblazers and one from the Bucks. Yep. So like, might as well just throw it all in there. You know, whatever. Get make it so we only have to sign one document. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So real quick, if you guys had to grade the trade, how would you grade it? Bucks A plum. I think Suns probably about a B. And or not the. Trailblazers. I don't know why I said Suns. <laughs> I I just brain farted so bad. I'm sorry. Trailblazers. Don't do that. I think it was about a B. You know, like losing Dame is a lot. Um, but if they trust their foundation that much, you know, it might end up being a good trade in three or four years. But mm-hmm. you know, you lost Dame. So like, the thing is with Dame is he's like so like he's so fucking good. He's just on bad teams year in and year out. He's like we were looking into the stats. Austin and I we. Before the last episode, we were talking about it a little bit before. He's only missed the All-Star game twice in his career. And, you know, like, he's never made it to the finals or anything. You know, his teams are consistently bad. You know, like, they're not a very high-seeded team usually. Like, it's it's tough. You know, but Dame is elite. Dame is an elite player. I'm willing to say that he's a top five to top ten player currently. And I think you put him next to the Greek freak, baby. We, we start cooking with some gasoline. So because of that, you know, I give Portland about a B. I give Milwaukee an A. And I think the Suns just kind of, you know, I think it was just a lateral, more movement type trade. It was like, we're swapping out players. I think it was about a B, you know. That, yeah, that's so where I was. Portland gave up three players total and a couple picks. I think yeah. that regardless, you know, whatever team, you know, Milwaukee in this case, Scott Dame obviously gets an A+. Plus. Yep. And yeah. then... Phoenix and Portland, I'm going to both give B pluses. I think Phoenix ended up with a lot more depth and they got rid of DeAndre and and his attitude that they don't like and his contract situation. Jurkic is going to be great. And they got Keon Johnson's pretty good. They they got a lot of depth that they didn't have. That was their big problem after making the trades for KD. They decimated their bench. It was their starting five and nothing. And now they have some rotational pieces that's going to do a lot in the playoffs. Yep. It'll help a lot. You know, the Suns, the big issue with them last season, Loki, no one wants to admit it. Um, they they had some of the highest met played players in the whole NBA. You know, getting a good sixth and seventh guy, that's a big deal. Um, you know, Wait. I'm not a big fan of these rest days where players are just missing games, but you can't be having your all-star players playing 35, 36 minutes every night. You just can't. <laughs> you know, like, you're asking for trouble at that point. I think I, I, otherwise. I think I agree with Travis because Phoenix really did something sneaky here. Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin yep. Durant, Yurkage, and Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen coming off the bench. 
That's <laughs> actually, and Eric Gordon, he's still semi-relevant. That's actually some depth. Bull Bull will take. Yeah. They're, they're actually, you know, sneaky depth now because you've already got the superstars Booker and KD. Now you just need Bradley Beal Obviously. to play up to, you know, a good high average standard he's put up oh, before. He, he, so. he plays at a high level when he plays. He's just got to stay healthy for more than 50 games a season. That's his right. minutes issue the last couple of years. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. they have enough rotational players. They can, you know, kind of say, hey, we don't need to put him in 40 minutes a game. We can put him in 25 mm-hmm. and have him, you know, go freak out for 25 and rest. So I actually, you know what? I'm sort of liking what they did here. I, yeah, I mean, so obviously, fact, I love the Bucks. So Milwaukee is now the favorite to win at plus 360. And then the Suns are third at plus 550 to win the chip. So on a little bit of a side tangent, what are we thinking about the Pelicans right now? They go as Zion goes. Yeah, I'm. You mean I don't know. Zion, Zion looks the best he's looked in years. You know, That's what they say like every off season. I think no. Last, the last two years, like he he was just kind of like gaining a lot of weight, and like I mean, I don't got a lot of room to talk, but you know, just from a professional aspect, you know, um, you know, he was a little bit heavier set than he should have been, and it definitely didn't help with his injuries. You know. Last season, that was a big talking point, and the season before is an even bigger one. But now he's looking jacked again. He's looking like he did when he was playing at Duke. You know, just more man. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he, he looks he looks like a fucking outside linebacker in the NFL. You know, like he looks like uh, Julius Peppers when he was in his prime. But you know, I just wanted to touch on the Pelicans a little bit. You know, I I it's a you team know, I'm he- interested in. He's kind of small, so. Yeah, yeah, only six foot six, only three hundred pounds. You know, whatever. He squish you. Tiny little guy. <laughs> tiny little guy. Yeah. Um, you should ball some more. But you know. Yeah, I I'm excited. I'm excited for that team. But I I am too. I really like them a lot. I I really believe in Brandon Ingram. I think he's that's who I would brought up small forward in the league. But back to what we were talking about, the Bucks, Milwaukee, Packers, Lions, last night. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about this. Montgomery, three touchdowns. He saw Devon Achan and Raheem Mostert put up four, and he said, eh, I'll get three. <laughs> like, that's a touchdown barrage by running backs last him. week. Dude. Can we, can we talk cool. about until the closing seconds of the – First Can we half talk about line how Romeo Dobbs got five yards. One total yards? Yeah, that was Romeo nice. Dobbs did good. No, no, he was five yards away from me having a chance to beat Austin. And he said, I'm done on nine catches, 95. So, no, no, no. Yeah. Romeo Dobbs, <laughs> I, I'm pissed. I wish you had started Christian Watson. No, I, I thought about Christian it. I Watson. slapped him. But as Travis was saying, I, I think I posted during the game, like, the Lions' defense is sneaky good. They have been – Extremely. What was efficient. the score of that game, by the way? Thirty-four to twenty. But they they realistically gave up nine of them in garbage time for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there. I. I was watching I, the game. I just we didn't address the score yet. You know, thirty-four twenty <laughs> lines one. Pretty dominant yeah. performance at that. You know, um, that's what we're talking about directly. Um, you know, Lions defense was holding stout 
on that Packers offense. They made Jordan Love look like a punk. You know, um, they they were playing soft coverage in the fourth quarter because they were up like what? I think they were up 24, 27 little, points at one point. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, Jordan Love finally played a good defense. Yeah. And he still had an no. okay game. Um, he, he was, was okay. sacked yeah. five times, though. That was a big thing. Yeah, I was like, about to Adrian say that Hutchinson had his way. Yeah, with, three of them yeah. were like in the first quarter, I believe, too. Oh, Oops. yeah. Well. Now the lines are tied with my Pittsburgh Steelers in first place in the NFL for sacks at 13. Yeah, they went from having zero through two weeks to exploding into the next two. <laughs> yeah. Dan Campbell's going to show people what it means to play against them. And know what the best part is? They're yep. 2 and 0 away from their home stadium at the moment. No, no, no. The best part is it's x-rays were negative on Brian Branch. That's the yes, best part. Yes, that was a big thing. That was <laughs> that was oh, scary. Yeah, Travis Travis during the game was like, "Oh, he tore his Achilles." I was like, like, he, like "What he, did I say? What like, did I say?" Like he did every right. time when a player goes I, down I like, feel "Oh, the worst." Especially what did I say? talented. This boy's talented. We both yeah. said Travis he's full of shit. What, what was the injury I said it was? Ankle sprain. Ankle sprain, and what was it? Who knows? Sprained ankle. No, my ankle co- injury, and it wasn't a tear. <laughs> you know, like it could have my... been a rip. <laughs> it could have been a rip. That, that would show on X-rays, wouldn't it? <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> one thing I want to bring up on this game is the carry disparity between Montgomery and Gibbs. Like they said, they're gonna have Gibbs come along slowly. Eight carries to Montgomery's 32. Now, granted, a lot of them were in the fourth quarter to just run out the clock, like third and fourth mm-hmm. quarter. So we understand. But, I mean, that's a big disparity. We're talking four times more or 400% the carries between them. Well, even in garbage time. You want- like, fantasy-wise, so- if you have Montgomery in garbage time at any point – He's worth playing. He's worth starting. He's worth flexing. Week in, Here's week out, he's thing, done well. You know, the thing is with Gibbs, I think he will develop into that running back one role, but I think they did a really smart move getting Montgomery on a two-year deal, I believe it was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they get to develop Gibbs until like they're ready to give him the reins, and they don't have to use him yet because Montgomery is – doing enough you know montgomery is looking dare i say very bettis like not a super high yard per yards per attempt but you know consistently getting consistently getting it you know like over three and a half yards just enough where you're able to grind the ball consistently with him you Mm -hmm. know and some of those rushes are two yards some of them are four or five yards but it works out because you end up getting the first down and that's what you're looking for you know jameer gibbs that's that's their lightning in the bottle they haven't had to even release it yet you know, and now they're you getting know. Jameson Williams back because early because two weeks sooner. Yep. So do we want to have touch a lot on of that speed. right now? Yeah, we have. Yeah, one, one second on that. There's going to be a lot of speed that is accessible to this Detroit offense, and we've been playing without our offensive line being fully healthy. Our, we can only get better. I think our offense is going to get more dangerous. There's a lot of mouths to feed, and we want Gibbs healthy for a playoff push and division run. And that's we're gonna unre- we're gonna release him towards the later half of the season. Montgomery's yep. still gonna get his touches, but mm-hmm. we'll utilize Gibbs more as the season goes on, and we get more pieces back, and we see what we fully have with that offense. So, the biggest thing that's making Jared Goff look so good, like he has been, um, 
before I get into this, let's go ahead and talk about the suspension thing that happened in the NFL. Ben just mentioned mm-hmm. it. Uh, before we get into our focus player of the week, who is Jared Goff, um, let's go ahead and talk about that suspension. So if you bet, even if it's not on your team, like if you bet on football, it's one-year automatic suspension. If it's on your team, it's two years. If you're ever found guilty of fixing, it's automatic banishment. And now if you bet on any grounds of work, you know, the stadiums, the practice field, the locker rooms, anything, hotels, hotels anything like that, it will be considered what? Uh, two games suspension of first, second violation, six. I can't remember all the third full season at least. At yep. least. It's a full season at least. I've seen a lot of people get mad because they didn't know the difference between what uh, – Jameson Williams and Calvin Ridley did. I was like, you guys should, like, one, Calvin Ridley bet on his team and on the NFL games. Jameson Williams bet on a different sport while he was at a hotel, and he's a rookie and didn't know the rules. And, like, and under the new <laughs> rules, Calvin Ridley would have been suspended a year longer than what he was suspended for. So he's back already. They should be happy. Like, <laughs> you know, I do think the Calvin Ridley thing is a little bit bullshit when you compare it to Deshaun Watson. I'll always, I'll always, yeah, like, yeah. like, honestly, like, there was a time where I was like, I don't know if I want to watch NFL football anymore. When the Deshaun Watson suspension was only seven games, and Calvin Ridley got a full season for betting his team was going to win, you know, like when when he's not even playing, when he's not playing, he has no impact on the game actually, and he's betting on his team. If he bet on the other team, that's one thing, but he bet on the Falcons to win, you know, like. he's like betting on obviously like what benefits him and his team, you know, he's not being weird about it. You know, we're not talking about Pete Rose situation. You know, we're not talking about black Sox situation. So random, random stats real quick through four games, the lions total offense ranks sixth lions, total defense ranks sixth also. And they're getting Jameis Williams back on their offensive line. It's only going to get healthier. Hopefully. Hopefully, I mean, yeah. we'll see how much of an impact Jameson Williams has. I think uh, he'll have more real life impact just because he is a deep threat. You've got to be aware of where he is on the field at all times. And you have that kind of speed and then Gibbs on the field at the same time. That becomes scary for defenses to deal with a la Miami's. And that's just, it's going to open up a lot of options. It's going to be hard to double team people that you want to in certain packages and certain looks. And, but I don't think it's necessarily going to mean a lot for fantasy if that's what you're looking for. If you think he's going to jump right in and be a wide receiver too or something like that, I think okay. you're crazy. You know what's crazy? <sighs> if you place a bet on your own team, it's two years. But if you place a bet on any team, it's or no, one. yeah, if you place a bet on any team, it's two years or one year. Yep. But if you place it on your own team, it's two years. That's wild. Yeah. That that's the biggest thing to me is like. I think players should be allowed to bet on their own team. Like, if you're betting on yourself to win, I think that that should be 100% fine. No, because, like, what's what's the give there? What, like, what's the negative if a player bets on his own team? Yeah, there'd have to be a third party that's helping you fix the game at that point. Then at that point, there's a leak in that. The, there, yeah, that's there's not, a different that's, issue. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a different I, issue. Logically speaking, I'm with you here. But... <laughs> I don't agree with with the one year suspension for on any team in the NFL. Like, especially if it's not your team, why why a year? That does I hate that. 
That's so dumb to me. Then, like, back to the Deshaun Watson thing. 30-plus sexual assaults. 30. 30 women won't ever be the same. Mm-hmm. And he only got seven games, and you can't even bet on your own team. He ended up being no, no, 11. No, no, no. He got seven he got games 11. and, like, 250 million guaranteed, too. Wasn't it 11 at the end? Because <laughs> it, it came back it week 12 to against four different allegations. Yeah. You say 11 games, Ben? Yeah, Total? didn't he come back week 12 it might have against been Houston? It might have been yeah, 11 not, games. Like, yeah, they, they still, made him still, hard against his old team? Yeah, like, there's still, you know, six games there that he shouldn't even have been on the field for at least, let alone him ever playing in the NFL again. Yeah, and only got fined $5 million. Disgusting. Disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. No, but, he had a, but, no what, the, what the NFL failed to do there, what they could have done, is they knew that if he did come back and a team was interested in him, he had a contract coming up. They should have said, okay, if you, you're going to finish act like you did self-impose yourself one year, they should have made it a full second year. And then 35% of your contract or more, like 50% of your contract that you sign, how about automatically get sent? To a charity. Something, yeah. yeah. So that way he's not just pocketing. Like, like you said, he got fined $5 million, then turn around gets 220 some million guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, no, that's, that's not Well, cool. I mean, so when you look at his contract, right, he got the, the league minimum for year one, which is when his suspension without pay was. And then every year after that is significantly more, 25, 30 million or whatever the hell it is. But year one, so he the Browns got... literally set up the contract. So the sexual assault, yeah. like, no, the, yeah, that's literally how it happened because the Browns knew he was going to get suspended. So they gave him a contract where he would lose the least amount of money year one, which is when he was yep. getting suspended. Disgusting. So. It's a proud day to be a Steelers fan. I gotta say that. <laughs> Is it but a proud anyways, day to be the Steelers you know, fan? The, the, the Browns, with the contract at least, <laughs> gamed the shit out of the system. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. Um, but Jared Goff, our focus player of the week, let's circle mm. back into that. Talking about quarterbacks, so mm. let's talk about a less scummy one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I want to say something real quick. I think Jared Goff is the new era. Like this is the new era. Drew Brees and the same offense, the way they work, and, and who they have. Now his he quick system release quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, you got thunder you lightning play in the backfield. Con- like- continue. No, uh, but I just. I'm not saying like production wise from this last game. I'm saying like in general the way they look and how their offense is running. Uh, I, that's like my comparison. I think they're like the New Orleans Saints from 2010 to 2019, 2.0. Not nearly as good, though. Agreed. Yeah. <clears throat> like, we're talking say, half the production. He had so they're gonna do a little, completion. Uh, Go ahead. I said, so they're going to pay their players to hit people a little harder? Oh, Bounty <laughs> Gate. You got to do it. Pay him what I want a Super Bowl without Bounty Gate. Let's be honest. <laughs> They will win. So yeah, you were had, very passionate about that the other day, Shane. <laughs> I was mad. Steelers came out of halftime. Our um, Saints came out at halftime in the Super Bowl and kicked the onside field goal, but it worked. So onside kick, yeah, onside yeah, kick. yeah. I said field goal, my onside bad. Onside field goal. I'm on onside. Field goal. What is that's crazy? Onside kick. Did you just invent <laughs> something? 
I did. Is that just like a kick that's a pass to a player and then they catch it and take it to Yeah, the... it's it's like it's an arm like... punt. Apparently. You know what Jordan Love <laughs> did at the end of the game. It's just an arm punt. Yeah, it's just... great. Okay, that makes sense. So for golf, go 68% completion. He had 210 yards, one touchdown, one interception, two carries, 10 yards. He was in a very effective game manager. None of those are going to blow your mind or have a great thing. But then again, they didn't have to beat the Packers through the air. You had David Montgomery right. for three touchdowns. So that's all Jared Goff needs to be. Too. Exactly. Like he needs nothing more, nothing less than just a pure game manager, game manager for that Lions. And their defense is going to have their back. They play phenomenal. Honestly, so as long as Jared Goff is very fair. Yeah. I mean, what is his contract even right now? Let me look oh, it up. I got yeah. it from the Rams. I, I think so. he's under for like twenty-eight million or something. Twenty-seven or twenty-eight million right now a year. All right, that's fair. Right, especially in today's market where forty is you know the average. He signed a four-year, uh, one hundred thirty-four million with the Rams. His base salary is twenty-one 20 million. million. Yep, basically twenty-one. 21. Okay. And he's locked it, up this year the... and next year, uh, so they could decide to either move on or. If they get a big enough step out of him this year and next, you know, two four thousand plus passing no. seasons, they might say screw They'll resign it. him. They'll resign him, I bet. Because I mean, at the end of the contract, he'll be what, like thirty-one ish, probably yeah. turning thirty-one. Get another four but, years uh, out of him. Yeah, they still have another solid four years of him. Yeah, that's or if maybe, they want maybe, him. Maybe, maybe Hooker has progressed far enough where they're okay letting Jared Goff walk or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's a big risk. Like, here's the thing: a guy can it practice is a big great. Risk. A guy can yeah. practice great, but when you have a great starting quarterback, you you run it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you you see yeah. over the years, you know, like you see bridge guys, and when you have a guy, especially at an important position like quarterback, mm-hmm. especially at an important position like edge rusher, especially at an important position like middle linebacker, especially at an important position like offensive tackle, like when you have those type of position guys that are just good and they're playing at an elite level, hydrate. Thank you, chat. Um, <laughs> you, you keep them, you make sure that they're happy. You know, Etika, like TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith this off season for both the Steelers, both very high end pass rushers. Miles Garrett, he got a payday, you know, Michael Parsons, he's in line to get a payday. Patrick Mahomes, you know, like think of Fred Warner got taken care of, you know, players that, Players that mean a lot to these teams that are integral parts will go ahead and stay. And Jared Goff, I think, is carving out that side of him. And I wasn't that hot on him. And if he continues to play like this, I will say I was wrong. You see, well, like, so for me, it's very tough because, like, I, I don't like the idea of paying a quarterback 40 to $50 million. And I feel like Jared Goff keeps playing like this. That's what he's going to essentially want or demand. And the team's going to give it to him, but – I think that really sets a team back a lot pretty far, especially when you got to resign Aiden Hutchinson or Brian Branch or any of those key players over the life of the contract, right? Because Aiden hey, Hutchinson's cool. going to be coming up. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson's got three years. Yeah, but by the time it's co- – but I'm talking about over the life of the contract, right? Not just that, like, at the same time they got to be resigned. Right? And over still him. the fifth-year option. So, really, it's like four just, years, really. Yeah, before. so he'll be two years into a new mega deal is what Austin's saying. Is like, are they going to have the money? I'm just he saying won't get a the, mega deal. I, I'm just I, saying I, I think life. Jared Goff will 
actually I think take he will. a pay cut. I think I he think, might demand it. I, I, no, I think he'll act like what the team's got going on right now. I, I think he'll end up accepting like anywhere between 32 to 36 million a year and call it peace. Well, you know, and also like that's two years that they get to exploit the contract with the money, you know, like they presumably aren't going to sign any like big, big name players that are going to hit the cap space super hard in the next couple of seasons. Cause they're looking good on a lot of positions. Like, right. I don't know what free agent that they're going to sign. That will be that big of a splash that will affect that cap space following uh, the Jared Goff presumed signing. But the thing is, you know, with Aiden Hutchinson, Jared Goff would be two years into his new deal. They could front load it. They could be like, or they could even, chat said this, maybe they only sign him to like a two-year deal because of his age. You know, like he's he's not well, he's a proven like- quarterback like Tom Brady or Drew Brees where you're comfortable signing him for four or five years later on in his career, like a Ben Roethlisberger or Philip Rivers, someone like that. You know, Philip Rivers' last contract was like a year with the Colts, but whatever. The rest of his contracts before that was like four or five years. But like he's not that type of quarterback yet, and he hasn't proven that. But he does have the potential to do so, and he's got time to do it. Um, In these next two years, if he plays lights out and the Lions, God forbid, get a playoff win or two, and maybe even they manage to run the table. Um, Which I'm be then, surprised. Then, you know, it's one of those things. If we make the conference championship game in the next few years, then I think he could win forty million. But okay. I think we have a roster that eventually could, but I still like I still think there's three teams better than us in the NFC. And I think it would require us to beat one of those teams to make it that far. So at least one. And on yeah, the road. Me- so, so yeah, and Jared Goff will still be relatively young with the new contract too, so they could do a two-year contract. Maybe they could also do a four. I, th- I bet a lot of teams will probably try and do the four-year contract. Yeah, with the Lions, what they do is they front-load it, so then they could re-sign Aiden Hutchinson and pretty much have extra money to go ahead and maintain the roster. Yeah, over the next three years, they got a lot of big pieces of their team: Penny Sewell, Amonra, Hutch, Brian Branch. And then Goff all at the same time, all within the same three-year period. So they're going to have to work people's contracts out smartly. Front yeah. load Goff's, back, back load Hutches, Hutches, and then have Amon-Ra. Yeah, Amon-Ra, and- you can do what you want because the, for some reason the wide receiver market is still fairly cheap compared to other positions. So that works out in their favor. And Chad just said, and he's not close to best ever, two years is a safe deal. I think two years is a safe deal, right? Yep. Um, I'm just saying. I just think they might. If you're try Jared to... Goff's agent, are you trying to give him a two-year deal or a four-year deal, though? And you know <laughs> that there's teams that will give him that four-year deal, right? That's that's the issue, and I think that's what Austin was mentioning. Go- Goff, am I right, on... Austin? Yeah, Goff yeah, had yeah, because if the Lions want to compete, they're going to have to give him that long-term money deal because teams are going to offer that, regardless if the Lions are not. Teams will. Goff yep. had almost 4,500 yards last season, and what was it, 65.1% completion percentage, and 29 touchdowns and seven interceptions, so one touchdown away from 30. And this season right now, he's on pace for about 4,100 yards and 32 touchdowns and 12 interceptions is what his pace is at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's on pace for – he's right now he's 69.5% completion percentage, so that's pretty pretty good. Um, yeah. 
if he, I think there's going to be, I think he definitely finishes around the 44 to 4,500 again this year. And if he has over, if he has that kind of yardage again, above 65% completion percentage and 30 plus touchdowns, you know, like relatively two years in a row, basically. Mm -hmm. And they get, and he's some, and he gets the Lions first playoff win since before any of us were born. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be. He's gonna get the four years. If if those things yeah. happen, it's it's now. I do want to point out the stipulation. You know, obviously, what happens if golf goes down? God forbid. I'm not praying on an injury. And Hooker comes in. What is the level that Hooker has to play? If golf is considered 100 percent of a scale from zero to 100 percent, where does Hooker have to play to take that starting job over? I don't I think, think it's really about Hooker. I think it's more about Jared Goff. If Jared Goff went down with an yeah. injury, Jared Goff would have to go down with either an injury, exactly, or yes. just in, in terms of his play. I don't think it's, it's well. He's saying it's, like when Goff is job to lose. How well did Hooker have to play while he was gone to keep the starting job? Keep it uh, over Goff when he's healthy again. That's what he's saying. When I, I think I, he I, play exceptionally well because I think it's a make it the playoffs off system offense that gets a fail proof so you can't just put up similar numbers to Goff or slightly right? he has he to do way more than the ground. I think he play above 100%. I yeah. think he'd I think he'd not I'm not saying like oh, I'm not saying he's going to go out and throw 5,000 yards you know like sure, bucks, right. that's crazy but like he needs to show that he can take the offense to a different level throw a new dimension in the offense. Hence why I said run more. Yeah, that's I think not it's needed with Gibbs though. Well, I'm talking about that would open up a whole other avenue that Goff doesn't do that, you know, have similar passing numbers, but, you know, be more dynamic in the pocket, take less sacks, escapability, have more rushing yards. You know, like he has to be a Lions run a lot of West Coast looks. Yes. The Lions run a lot of West Coast looks. So, like, you know, a lot of dink and dunks to, like, Jameer Gibbs (sighs) or Montgomery in the backfield or, you know, a little tight end curl that's a yard or two out the line that's a steam valve. You know, the Lions run a lot of those looks. So, like, that's why they aren't as reliant as on the run as other teams, but they still do run the ball a lot. I do believe uh, they rank top 10 in rush attempts per game. Uh, let me double-check that stat, though. Uh, All right, while you're double-checking well, that, I'm going to read what Chad just said. He said, I'd draft and groom, groom a QB and sign, a, sign for two-year paying high. Then you have two years to groom the next guy, and you'll still have him on his rookie deer after two years of sitting. Yeah. I, I I'm cool with that. I, I think a lot more Did, teams should be doing that. Like it's Detroit is I think it's, fifth in rush attempts per game. By the way, I, I think I like far it. more often, right? Drafting a quarterback and then starting them right away is detrimental Wrong to way. their success. Yeah. Yep. Just because so I, it I really like what Chad depletes is saying confidence, there. destroys QB's confidence if they don't do well, and that's huge in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Hundred ten percent. Speaking of confidence. I have confidence that the Jaguars are going to get back on track this week with good old Trevor oh. Lawrence against the Falcons, Desmond Ritter. I, I actually, I got, here we go. I got something I actually oh, saved. You, you ready specifically, for this? Specifically for this. Okay, well, I'll read the money line real quick. Falcons against the Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars are negative three favorites, so they expect them to win by at least a field goal. So... I think I'll take that. I think that I'm going to take the Jags minus three. I 
I don't see this being a close one. I think Ritter fails against a better defense. And, I mean, he did good against Green Bay, but he squalored against Detroit. So, I think the Jags' defense are just as good. I, I like this for for uh, the get-right game for, you know, Lawrence, Etienne, Ridley, just the whole offense. I think they're going to do great comparatively. And, Anyone? you know, they got Josh Allen that, like, is a really good player that no one's talking about, you know. Defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. defense, defensive end, Josh Allen. Yep. Um, very good player that, like, doesn't get a lot of the credit he deserves because he's not a sack guy. But he is, he is the type of guy where, like, he stops the run so well, and he also does put pressure on the quarterback. He does a great job of both of those things. And a lot of times, that's what, that's what you need out of a defensive end. You know, the sacks are flashy when it comes to defensive end, especially in a 3-4 build like Duvall's running. Like, you you look at it, and it's like, oh, wow. You know, on 4-3 sets, you know, he gets that pressure, and he cuts that edge off, and he gets a lot of, you know, run-stuffing tackles. And, you know, like, on 3-4 looks, he's getting that pressure that's making the quarterback sweat a little bit. Especially on nickel sets, when you're watching that Duval defense, like they they look really good, and I think Chad just said it the best. Jags are due too much talent to lose the way that they have, and that's 100 percent true. The Jags roster is too talented to be losing like this. They got Lawrence, ETN. They got a good line, you know, wide receiver core. They got Calvin Ridley. You know, we're talking about a lot of stud players stacked up with each other that just are not making it work. And at some point in the season, it's going to have to click. But I just hope it's not too late. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, they play in a, one of the weaker divisions in the NFL, so they have a little more wiggle room. Yeah, but they're already a quarter of the well, after this weekend. They'll be a quarter of the way through the season, technically. So can't let it skid to that fifty percent mark. Otherwise, like the Lions did last year, one and six, even though they played the second best football in the entire league the second half of the season they still miss the playoffs so they can't let it they need to write it now yeah mm-hmm. so stardom sitems um obviously ritter is a start if you need to uh i would say he's a top 16 qb in fantasy uh this week Ooh, i could agree with that wow wow okay it's top 16 in yep. fantasy this week yep I could see him going for about 250 yards, maybe two TDs. And if he doesn't throw a pick, that's definitely a realistic stat line that reflects well, say, about 30 say, say the stat line one more time. 250, two TDs, zero interceptions. Okay, okay. Maybe is that two total there. touchdowns or is that just passing touchdowns? Just passing. Just okay, because he hasn't done that yet. So I just wanted to make sure we're clear. He hasn't done the 250 this year and he hasn't even done the two passing yep. touchdowns. Yep. So I, I just want to make think, sure you're high on him. Realistic. So here's here's the reason that I think that's the case scenario. I think that this is going to be a little bit of a grindier game that is going to be a little bit more close. Atlanta's not going to have the luxury of continuing to close out games and like run the ball down people's throats. I think this mm-hmm. game's going to be a little bit closer. And because of that, they're going to need to rely on Ritter a little bit more than they would like to. But I think Ritter is going to step up to the performance. I do think he's talented enough to do it. And I think he has the weapons to utilize to get 250 yards, two touchdowns. And the stat line's busted if he has a pick. But, you know, assuming he doesn't throw one, he could be a top 16 QB. So if you're in a tough situation where your QB is down and he's on the free agency wire, it might be worth looking into picking him up. Or if you can get him on a cheap trade. A little spot start. I, I just wanted to make sure that we knew this was in London, and London is like the Jaguar's second home. Like I understand. 
Yep. Okay. Just I, I that's I a tall task for London. Like if it was well, I pers- at Atlanta, I personally maybe. Don't think the Jaguars are as good as the Lions either on either side of the ball. I, they might have the same amount of star names, but I don't think they're coached as well. No, they're not. And we'll see. So. That's why I think Atlanta has <laughs> – I still think Jacksonville will ultimately win, but this game's going to be closer, and I can see some players putting up numbers on Atlanta. Listen, not a lot of people thought the Texans were going to slap that ass last week, but they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, also before I, I got move, plenty of confidence in the Falcons to actually pull out a win. My little thing I'm going to read off here, it doesn't specifically have to do with the matchup. Atlanta has nothing to do with it. But it's a player A, player B. One's going to be Ritter or Trevor Lawrence, and he's about to say Jared Goff's better than Trevor Lawrence. Some stupid shit. No. Let's get no. ready. This is, through, this is for their entire careers so far. Mm-hmm. And they're the same draft. All right, player B. I'm going to go B first. He has 8,490 career passing yards, 40 career passing touchdowns, 27 career interceptions, 63% completion percentage, 83.5 QB rating, and a 13-24 and 24 record. Player A, 7,546 passing yards, so about 900 less than player B. But he has player BB in every other category. 41 passing touchdowns, so he leads them by one. 26 interceptions, so one less. 66.3% completion percentage, so three and a half or 3.3% higher. 88.8 QB rating, so 5.3 higher. And 17 and 17 record, 500. So he has four more wins, seven less losses. Okay. Who so, are we wanting to take? You're, you're obviously baiting us into taking player, player A. a. But I'm going to go player B. Okay, so player B, you guys have any guesses who they are? Nope. Well, it sounds close to Trevor Lawrence's stats. He has about 8K passing. and Yeah, player oh. B is Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Player A is Mac Jones. Interesting. My wow. boy. What have I been saying this whole offseason? Now, are we going to discount the fact that one had Belichick and one had Urban Meyer? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I've been saying this this whole season. No, because coach doesn't matter for catching. Anyway, Shane, continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to matter for scheming. The thing thing I've been saying this whole season, and I said it on the Austin Austin I episode that we did on Wednesday, the Patriots are the real deal. If you don't think so, you're tripping. Their record doesn't reflect it yet, and that's the magic word. Yeah, they're going to be a playoff team. I think that they're either going to be on the outside looking in or they're going to be a wild card team. I don't think they win the division just because of the talent in the division with the Dolphins and the Bills, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots beat out the Bills for a playoff spot later on in the season. That's just the type of team that I think that the Patriots are. And the thing is, Mac Jones is good, and that defense is elite. Share it. No, um, are you, are you going to deny that the defense is not elite? The, is their that, defense is are, always good. The, their the defense Patriots is will, top five. Yes. The Patriots will probably get the sixth or seventh seed. So, yeah, <laughs> kind of like what Shane said, they're going to finish probably third in that division, depending on how the two matchups with the Bills go. But they're probably going to get the sixth or seventh seed in that division. The problem is they don't have really legit wide receivers, right? They, they, they got stuck Juju. with – Yeah. <laughs> Mm. He was he was legit <laughs> once upon a time, but he... his knees aren't no more. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the Patriots also have never really had a legit wide receiver unless you go back to the early to mid two thousands. They had Julian right. Edelman forever. Yeah, early to mid two thousands, right? You're talking I'm, like twenty seventeen. I'm sticking with early to mid two thousands. No, but they don't have like what I mean by that, Shane. Really, is like they don't have that consistent wide receiver one that everyone looks sure. at. They always look at the Patriots offense as being oh it's a little bit of everything right because that's typically what it is right they run they pass but they pass to everyone and that's kind of what mac jones has been doing and he's been doing it semi-efficiently um could he play better yes of course but that defense has kept him in a lot of games and that defense i don't think is talked about enough and that is if they had a little bit better offense they probably would be three and oh potentially right now because they're they, they kept it close, and they've done very well against two higher-powered offenses with the Eagles and the Dolphins, right? So did, I, did the fact that I said Mac Jones as player surprise some of you guys? Ben's look on his face. Yes, it surprised me. I was surprised. Su- surprised it was that close kind of thing. The thing is, though, like, this is undeniable. Trevor Lawrence's talent is significantly better than Mac Jones. Like, yeah, agreed. Yes. Obviously. You know, if... If Trevor Lawrence was playing on a team like the 49ers or the Chiefs or the Steelers or the Ravens, you know, like a team that has a foundational base that is able to support that type of talent. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know what would happen. Like, imagine imagine Trevor Lawrence starting for the Packers right now instead of Jordan Love. So do you think are you saying yeah. like MVP caliber? MVP race? Yes, 110%. He's already oh, yeah. in MVP talks because of how talented he is and the stats he puts up. But, like, imagine if he's on a team that, like, supported that talent, gave him that system to go mm-hmm. ahead and spread his roots and be an elite quarterback. You know, the Jaguars, like, they always they always seem to find really good talent, and that talent ends up being chippy and, like, really mean and nasty. And mm-hmm. I love that for him. But it seems like a lot of times they never maximize that opportunity with that talent. Yeah, currently, like, uh, one, two, three, four, five. Trevor Lawrence is seventh in odds currently to win MVP. <laughs> Tua is number one. Not surprising, though. Especially after you that. And you were hating on Tua. Just want to throw that out there. I hate I Baker say, more. I, was so Tua. I would say Trevor's currently 11th. I hate Baker He's tied more. for 11th in passing yards with Geno Smith at 736. 64.6% completion percentage, 245 a game in yards, and three touchdowns, two interceptions. He's not playing horribly, but... Is Jordan Love or Jared Goff above him? Uh, Goff is because he's played for... He, he's okay. one of the oh two QBs so who have played we for could say, We could say <laughs> well, he, mo- he moves up one spot or so. I was going to say, well, currently... Like, nothing like, this against is, Goff, just they, he has well, this an is, extra game. I was say current... Yeah, I was going to say that's why, but currently, because of the extra game, Goff is second in the NFL in passing yards behind Kirk Cousins. But, yeah. And Jordan Love is second in fantasy points above Goff. Just saying. Anyways, continue. Uh, well, I was gonna say there's like there's like six QBs that would have to pass for 150 yards or less to pass Goff this week, but so because <laughs> of the extra game. Right. But um, Trevor's not playing bad. This, the rest of the team hasn't been all on gel. the same page. Yes. Once they gel, that'll be fine. Yeah. I think this is their get right gel game. I think. For Atlanta going to Atlanta's tough, man. Atlanta's I, good. I, I, They're good. I, I They're would... two and one. But going to London and playing them, I think it's defense. just gonna be too much. So it's nice. Here's they have a Atlanta's, good secondary. 
Atlanta's running a true <laughs> Smash Mouth team, and I like that. You know, I like Smash Mouth football. So it's exciting for me to see this Atlanta team being so productive because it's mm-hmm. like their defense is really, really good. Like you look at their defense, their pass rush is efficient. Their secondary holds down the ball really well. And like they're able to run the ball down teams' throats because their blocking scheme is so efficient because they're running so many like double blocks. And they don't run zone running zone running a lot. So like it's hard to deal with the power rush concept when you have, I don't know, B. John Robinson and Tyler <laughs> Allegier rushing at you with a power run scheme. It's a beautiful thing, and you love to see it. Um, just schematically, like the Falcons are potentially like going to win the NFC South, and I'm comfortable saying that at this point. Okay. Uh, I do possibly. have to apologize real quick to Kyle Pitts' owners. I said two for 27, like always. I was wrong. He had five catches for 41. He was I, the 14th did, tight end. Oh, God. I did, I did Sue me. I'm glad okay I sat week. him that week. Trash tight end, still trash tight end, always will be a trash tight end. Mm. On to the next week, which I think it's going to be a pretty fun game. It's a division game, and one that you guys are apparently thinking New England's going to beat the Bills for a playoff spot. Well, it's the Bills versus Miami this week, and I think that's going Mm. to be incredible. Uh, So here's what the line looks like right now. Buffalo minus two and a half, over, under, 53 and a half. So they think it's a high scoring game. I think it's a high scoring game too. I think this is where offenses are going to be either crowned or a defense is going to have to show they can stop a high powered fast team. I think I give it to Miami. I think that team is too fast. I think they're gelling at the right time right now. You've unlocked Hill already twice for 157 and 215. You had Mostert out there. That fucking electric. Getting four touchdowns. A-chain getting another four, you know, two on the ground, two through the air, showing he's an efficient runner. Obviously, Waddle's always a threat to break it for, you know, 80 yards. But don't discount, you know, James Cook. He's been efficient and good this year. Um, so Buffalo's starting to figure some things out. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. As much as I love Buffalo. I'm, I'm going to give it to Miami. Miami. I, this is, I'm going to give it a high score, too. The U.S. might just my shock. I'm going to say 45-41 Miami. Wow. One of the higher scoring games since, uh, what was it, golf versus one Mahomes? Of the, that'd probably be like a top 15 scoring game in NFL history, top 20. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm saying Miami wins by 14. Oh. I think Miami wow. wins by like 14 to 21. Yeah. I don't oh think it's a close my. contest. Okay. So here's the thing. There was a game last season. Miami versus the Ravens. And the Dolphins ran the same blitz against the Ravens 35 times in that game. Mm-hmm. If Miami wants to bring pressure, they can. And I'm still on that same boat that I was on at the beginning of the season with Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to be a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback this season. And I think that Miami's defense is good enough to fuck him up. I don't think there's this says buts about it. And I think Miami's offense is going to be too good for that Bills, like, defense. Like, the Bills' defense isn't as elite as it was one, once was a year ago, two years ago. They lost Edmonds in the middle. That's a huge loss, especially when you had to play against a guy like, I don't know, Tyreek Hill, who is just, like, running through the middle all the fucking time. When you got to play against a guy like Gusecki, who runs a steam route that covers the midfield. When you're playing against a guy like Mozart, who's able to like exploit the middle linebacker position already. Like let alone if you have 
you're not you don't have your elite cover mill linebacker there anymore. Like we're talking about a lot of red flags that mm-hmm. are like coming up for the for that Bills defense against the Dolphins. And here's the thing for me: who can stop the Dolphins? That's dare my I, question. Dare I say? I mean, prematurely. But yes, you great. can. And in, you in can a, say it. And in a different way, greatest show on turf 2.0. I mean, I'll be at great. Rams won a Super Bowl with that team. Like, I, we got to see that happen. But they're getting it done. Their their offense is scary, and it's going to one hundred percent hinder. And here's the scarier Tua, thing: you know? their defense is just as good, man. And they're putting their defense without, isn't getting nearly as much. Until they, yeah, wait till they get Ramsey back too. That team, Mike McDaniel's has built a fucking amazing roster over there yeah. in Miami. And well, Denver Waterboy destroys former team by 50. <laughs> yeah. That's 5-0, not 1-5, by the way. <laughs> right. He's yeah. just overall a fun coach to, like, watch and listen to, especially during his, like, press conference or anything like that. Man, that dude just – he's fun, and I get why the players just follow him, right, because he's yeah. that type of leader. He's that type of leader you'd need on a football team. As your head coach. Yep. He, uh, want to hear, so fun stat. Josh yes. Allen is tied for third in the league right now with four interceptions while simultaneously being the third most accurate QB in the league. <laughs> 52.7% completion percentage. All right. That's kind of funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> the two uh, QBs love him in completion percentage. Lamar Jackson, 73.3, and then Justin Herbert, 74.4. Yeah, and then Jordan Love at like 58%. Jordan Love is the third at 30 is 32nd ranked at 56.1. 33rd is Joe Burrow at 55.4. Yeah. The, the only qualified quarterback. The only the only qualified quarterback with the worst passing uh, completion percentage than Joe Burrow right now is Zach Wilson. Who <laughs> day? Who day? So I want to get into a game that is the fully defeated teams: Miami, or sorry, not Miami, Vikings and Carolina, both zero and three. One of them's going to get to win. They think it's Minnesota minus four Allegedly. and a half. Right. Allegedly. It could end in a tie. Could be a tie. Unless you're you're Shane and then you think the Bears-Broncos game is going to end in a tie. Hey. Like we discussed Uh, on Wednesday. Can we we circle back real quick? Um, Sleepers from Buffalo, Miami. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Sleepers. um, The sleepers are that you better not sleep because it's going to go nuts. It'll be a lot of scoring. Obviously, Tyreek Hill, Diggs, Allen, Tungabailoa, Moser, Cook are all stars. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously. They just are. You know. Um, Cook, you know, he doesn't have the touchdown production yet, but, like, that's bound to happen when you're at almost 300 yards over, what, three games? He's almost averaging 100 yards on the ground per game. You know, he's going to get a touchdown or two. You know, it's just a matter of time. If you're scared to start him, I understand. But just know – he might be on your bench, and he might be worth twenty-five points in one of these upcoming weeks. That's just that's just the type of player he is. I was saying, He's in the think, efficiency. I was saying, I think the only sleepers you could really have on either side are the tight ends, Don Kincaid and Durham Smith, just because. Mm-hmm. Well, Croft is coming back this week, so just keep that in mind for uh, mm. Miami. He might be on a snap count. We'll see. Mm. I didn't hear what kind of injury he had. I forgot what kind of injury he had. 
Um, so Dalton or not Dalton Kincaid. Oh, his back. Uh, nah, yeah, he's nah, Croft, he, he won't. his back was a little tweaked. He, he sat out the first mm-hmm. couple after it. He's, so he won't be on a snap count. He, he's going to play. Gonna and play, he was play. good for red zone targets. So just that would be my only sleeper is Dalton Kincaid on the other side. If he can get, you know, just a touchdown, just you'll be happy with it. I don't think he's going to go over a hundred yards or nothing. But I, I think in that game, high scoring, yeah, you're just going to basically start everyone or flex as you can. But the Minnesota yeah. versus Carolina, it's a little more tricky. Uh, like when you grabbed Alex Madison, you've got to play him at the price tag. Justin Jefferson, obviously, you're starting him. Kirk Cousins, he's always flexible. Um, Miles Sanders is hurt, so you have to keep an eye on that if you know he's That's truly going to play. That's why I got Chuba Hubbard. Yep. So keep an eye on that one. Um, Jordan Addison, would anyone start him in this game? I mean, slowly getting more involved, 56% of snaps, 69, and then 71. Six targets, five targets, it. eight. I, I think it's one of those situations. If, you, if you're not looking at a great flex start, why not take that risk? I think I think Addison has the boomer bust potential at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yes. And that's only because of age and him getting into the system. By the end of the season, he's going to be a lock at start at like wide receiver two. But like, I wouldn't be scared to start him at flex. You know, I'm expecting him to get two or three catches a game, maybe 30 yards a game at his, at his basement. But his ceiling could be a touchdown in 100 yards and like five, six receptions. Like, so if that's the case scenario, you know, you're talking about a 25 point receiver and at worst, like a 10 point receiver. That's worth the risk, in my opinion, like especially with how electric Kirk Cousins has been. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Hawks are locks. Like, you, you lock them in, play them every single week besides their bye week or hell, even maybe on their bye week. I kind of throw Thielen in there, too. But Thielen's solid. Right, I would say right now, K.J. Osborne and Jordan Addison are – It's one of them's going off and the other one's quiet. And then they all – like, the first, the first two weeks it was Addison. The week three it was K.J. So – but I think as the season progresses, it will be more firmly Jordan Addison for sure. But does anyone think Cam Akers over the course of the season eats in Alex Madison's workload like no. significantly? They yes. gave yes. no. Yes, he needs to if they want to win. Do you realize how much they gave up for him? Nothing. They swapped six round picks in the future, not one year out, two years out, or three years out, or some sh- like that. They gave up nothing the for a player. Experiment is not working. It is not working. You he cannot just have, have his best game. You can, okay, so here's the thing. You have the best quarterback in the NFL right now, statistically. And you're 0-3. You need to run the ball better. The reason that you have statistically the best quarterback in the NFL is because you're not keeping top on your side. And if that's the case scenario, then yes, you need to go ahead and start running by committee. Otherwise, you're going to keep course. on fucking losing games. And quicker than you know it, if the if the Vikings lose two more games in the next four weeks, they are out of the playoffs realistically. I think they just trade nope. for Jonathan Taylor. Come give my Colts a if, first round pick for them, and then boom, they're set. They're not going to. They won't. They won't. But that's what they need to do. Nope. They need to go get Cam, themselves Cam, a dynamic running back because Madison Cam and Akers aren't it. Bryce Young is Cam, in, by the way. Cam Akers, as the weeks go on over the next. This week and next week will start to get more of a workload and start to phase out Madison back to his typical role. Yep. Cam Akers has the potential. Cam Akers has the talent. 
and the potential to go ahead and take over an RB1 mm. role, especially in an RB1 role where Madison is his backup running back. You know, when we're talking about RB1, yeah. it's just over 50% of snaps. You know, he's is never handled realistic... a full workload either, right? He's never had over 200 that touches. Plays, that plays to his benefit. Madison just had his best statistical week this week, and he finished with a 3.5 yards per carry average. And his touchdown was offset by losing a fumble. No, he had a 4.65 average. It's... 20 carries, 93 yards, was 4.6. Five catches for another 32. But what I'm saying is Cam Akers, NFL coaches know if a body's going to hold up or not. They know Cam Akers won't. Hence why they, you know, the Rams, Sean McVay loves a bell cow. Todd Gurley, great example. He he literally ran him until he couldn't run. He knew he couldn't do that with Akers. And for the the Vikings, Cam Akers is the lowest high reward situation. That's what they're hoping for. So I think it's going to be, you know, running back A versus B. It's not going to be taking over. He's going to take over. Madison is not it. Madison was just fine with Cook. And let me tell you, again, here's the thing. Yeah, just fine in in his RB2 role. As the the two. Akers never lived up to an RB1 either. But Akers is better than Madison. But when your back's against the wall... Here, let's and let's go best the, statistical Kirk, season. Kirk, Kirk Cousins isn't statistically leading the NFL in passing yards and looking this great statistically and being the best fantasy quarterback in the NFL because the Vikings are playing well. Let's mm-hmm. get that straight. The Vikings are playing bad. They're 0-3. And a big reason why Kirk Cousins needs to have all those passing yards is because their running attack isn't there. It's just not as effective as it needs to be. And that's just a fact. It doesn't matter if we go ahead and talk about statistics and everything. The issue is the top is not in the Vikings' favor. And Carolina, I would not be surprised to pull out this game because Carolina plays top very well. They're a very well-coached team. With When they go ahead and get possession of the ball, they hold on to it and they grind the ball out. And that's how you beat the Vikings. It's very evident they're missing Dalvin Cook right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. Very evident. Well, either I mean, way, this, I'm going to take season, Carolina. Or I'm going to take Vikings minus four and a half. I I'll will, take Vikings as well. That's I think fine, Vikings but get this Madison one. is still going to get slowly phased out. I, like, I agree. We'll see. We'll, we'll, I, if as the this season, season goes, we'll anything, see. it's going to happen. They I say, if this to, season means anything to the Vikings, they're, they're not like unless they're just tanking. If the season means anything to them, means anything to them, they're going to. What are they taking for? They're exactly. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to try Kool-Aid? something new. They take it for Kool Aid, right? Yes. Well, they finally gave You're, Madison a full workload, and they finally he finally came out and did well. So I'm saying maybe they give him a couple more weeks longer than you guys realize. But that's my opinion. There, no, there's Cam, Cam Akers is going to get carries. Cam Akers is going to get carries. So Madison's days of a full workload are pretty much over. Here's the thing, like See? the Vikings, like professional staff, their seats are on fire right now. This is a playoff team. There is no reason that these Minnesota Vikings are 0-3 at this point. The Vikings should be yeah. at worst 2-1. and At worst. Yeah. Lost this, three close games. Yeah, you cannot, I repeat, cannot be losing the time of possession like they have been. Leave the season off 0-3 and still expect to get into the playoffs. Very few teams in history have even had a playoff berth off 0-3. 
And for reference, those teams end up getting into like a late wild card spot. And there's only been one team to ever win the Super Bowl off that six seat. Giants. Steelers. Hey. Steelers? Oh, the how Giants. about the Giants did in 2000? Giants did it five. Giants did it twice. I thought they did it on the fifth seed. No, they did it six seed, I believe. Okay. Uh, let me, do- okay, let me so double check while you talk. Let me double check while you talk. Well, but if it's one or three total teams, you know, yeah. few teams have ever done it. Right. And the, only, the only reason the Vikings have a chance is because the NFC North is that weak outside of the Lions. The Lions. So, like, so they have yeah. a realistic shot at taking second place still. But especially since the Bears on paper should be a free me win, like they should have two free wins there. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think but, they split. You know, I don't think I don't think the Bears are going to not win a game this season. You know, like the I, thing I, is I with might. the Bears is like three out of four, three out of five, of their offensive linemen are down. Like, All right. Tevin Jenkins, which you guys know how high I am on Tevin Jenkins. Travis, here's a little side panel. Travis was at Travis and Ben were at my house and we were watching the draft when Tevin Jenkins was in that draft. And they were like, why are you so high on this guy? I'm like, trust me. He's a fucking road warrior. You watch his film. He's a fucking stud. I was so high on him. I hope the Steelers took him and then the Steelers didn't. And I was kind of bummed about it. And then he goes to the bears and I'm like, the bears got a steal in the fucking second round. And he has been, he has been exactly what I thought he was going to be. He doesn't have the highest PFF grade, but he's a mean motherfucker that will go ahead and grind you down the field. And that's how that Bears offensive line is built. But they're running on essentially a second-string offensive line currently, um, and that just doesn't work. And while we're talking about the Bears, let's go ahead and transition to that game in just a second. Let's go ahead and get a final lock-in. Any sleepers, anything for the Vikings-Panthers game? Before we do that, I want to talk about the 0-3 thing. So I I looked it up, and there's – all right, so six teams have made the playoffs – Starting 0-3. The 1981 New York Jets. 1982, all time? Yeah, all time. 1982 okay. Tampa Bay Bucks. 1992 San Diego Chargers. 1995 Detroit Lions. 1998 Buffalo Bills. And 2018 Houston Texans. All of them lost in the wild card round. I just wanted to, to finish that since I said I was going to look it up. So I, I just wanted to I finish that off that, real Austin. quick. Really good information. Thank you. Yeah. So basically, no, if think... they make it to the playoffs, oh. they're fucked. Thanks for letting yeah. us know. Yeah. Bet against them. <laughs> Put and, your money on it right now. Bet against them. And yeah. only one team has made the playoffs starting 0 4, and that was the 1992 Chargers. Okay. So that's. Yes. They won they 11. They won 11 of the last 12. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well. Then. Go ahead, Austin. Spit your knowledgeable facts on us. Uh, it's not my facts. It's the Chargers. I mean, it's the Google facts. So there's... <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of facts, we have another 0-3 game. Broncos versus Bears. Broncos are favorites. Minus oh. three. The game of the week, baby. Game they, of the week. The Broncos are at the Bears. Yes, sir. The um, toilet bowl. Now, I did tell everyone, you know, keep an eye out for Rashawn Johnson. You know, he's going to slowly eat into Khalil Herbert's um, workload. 39% of the snaps, 42% of the snaps, 45% of the snaps, and he's still effective. He's still efficient. So just keep an eye out for it. Don't start him yet. He's still a bench worthy. But in this game, is there anything exciting about this game, honestly? The way Denver's defense looked last week, as a Justin, if you're a Justin's field owner, you're really hoping 
like thinking like maybe this is the week but like, <laughs> to start it right right but mm, i don't know this, this game's the last it's like two weeks ago when it was arizona the giants and it was the toilet bowl and i said it was going to get ugly and it was gonna, but it was going to be 30 to 40 for no reason it was this week it's actually mm-hmm. going to be like ugly and it's going to be like 20 to 17 at best yeah that's <laughs> what i was saying this is a bad game to watch like, <laughs> yeah, this, this is the game you think is going to finish in the tie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think both these teams are so bad that 13, neither of them will pull it out. Yeah, three, That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yes, yes, 13-13, Broncos, I'm, Bears tie. I'm, they both stay with last, baby. What? I want to do it. I, you know, I'm, I'm joining that. Let's do it. 13-13. 13-13 tie. tie. Bears, Broncos, they stay winless, baby quarter way through the season they don't gotta win but they gotta fucking have a one <laughs> the universe is like man these, the universe is like sure. one of these teams gotta win but nope they're gonna break the universe We're I'm, gonna pretty, I'm pretty sure on wednesday i said 17 to 13 was gonna be the score i i'm sticking to that yeah i'm sticking to that who's gonna win though austin who has 17 oh oh the bears oh i think i'll flip yours i'll go 17 13 broncos yeah. No, so I, I agree. Low scoring, very ugly. I don't really want to start anyone in this game. Maybe flex the QBs. Wilson. I'd maybe I'd flex Jerry Judy. Maybe Jerry Judy. I think Russell Wilson would pass for like 300 yards and like a touchdown, maybe two. Yeah. I think Javante Williams may get a touchdown finally, uh, the running back for them. So maybe flex him. But other than Broncos. that, like I'm, yeah, for the Broncos. See, I, other than that, very ugly See, game. I, I think yeah. you could maybe if you need to flex some players, you might be able to with Denver a little bit this week. The reason being like Denver's defense looks horrible, but it's not as bad as the Bears. They don't think of like Miami, they just played the most explosive offense in the league. That that can happen, apparently. Like but I still think Denver's defense is better than the Bears. And they, I don't. I don't. I think the Bears I, defense is better than Broncos. Like, here's the thing. Broncos have a lot of big names, but it never seems like they utilize them correctly. And that's my biggest thing with Broncos defense is like two or three years ago, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, they finally got all the pieces. And now we're just sitting here and they're 0-3 and we're like, they're a horrible fucking team still. Mm-hmm. You know, Russell Wilson, should I remind you? Let's ride, baby. Let's ride. <laughs> Sit, down. Sit down. Sit <laughs> down. Like, Broncos country, let's ride. Shut the fuck up. Bears take care of business if they're if it isn't a tie. I don't want either of these teams to win. Neither of them deserve it. They both have been ran schematically, like horribly, schematically, horribly. Schematically. Uh, I was about to correct you, schematically. <laughs> yeah, like schematically. I don't know, I'm stupid. I'm a dumb fucker. I admit it. <laughs> but like schematically, like these teams have both been ran horribly. Sean Payton is proving his worth in salt. Uh, as a coach and it's not a lot of it and you know the thing is with the bears is like they're injured they're looking rough and i think you know the bears the thing is i said this in uh, in the wednesday episode the broncos are demoralized that's why i pulled up that video of that offensive lineman that ben said no one cares about offensive lineman about uh you know they were like he said i'm just i've been here for seven years and i'm tired of losing and he's mm-hmm. on a on the verge of a mental breakdown. 
with the Bears, it's like, we know we're going to lose, but we want to win some games in between. And that's where the Bears organization is. So if I had to pick a team to win, I would say the Bears, but I would love to see this game end in a tie, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not ready if it actually does the endless amounts of shit. I'm like, I told you so. I told you so. I'm not fucking ready. Hey, I'm not fucking, you gotta, I'm not I'll fucking say it ready for it. I'll say it once, maybe twice. <laughs> I'll say it once, maybe twice. I'll be like, I called it. You know, I, I called it. <laughs> I'm, and again, I'm not ready for it. <laughs> So, Russell Wilson is realistically the only start in this game. You can start DJ Moore. You can look at starting Mims and like your fucking yeah. flex spot, maybe Williams. But like otherwise, I wouldn't start anybody else from this game. Uh, we're talking about flex starters. Russell Wilson obviously had to spend a good amount of capital to go go ahead and get him. He mm-hmm. does have almost 800 yards on the season, six CDs, two interceptions, averaging two touchdowns per game, and only 0.75 or 0.66 percent interceptions per game. You know that's a good ratio. That's good enough to go ahead and start in a lot of leagues. We're talking about a 20, 30-point quarterback at least. That That's good enough. So if you spent the capital to go ahead and get Wilson, you're probably going to have to go ahead and start him. And that's the situation with Wilson. Um, yeah. do, does anybody you're else have any intervention on that? You're kind of obligated no. to start him at that point. But I'd probably think about starting Colin Sutton, or not starting him, at least flexing him too yeah. as well in this game. Uh, he's someone I, I would probably chuck in there. Even though he got a lot of garbage time with Miami, or garbage time receptions, I, I would still consider it. Depending hey. on matchups, at least. Yes. Would you start anybody else from this game? Or do you think my sentiment was well spoken? Uh, start Russell, Flex Williams, maybe Judy or Sutton, whoever you think is going to get the touchdown. Not Mims? That, not Mims. He doesn't – he's, he's an efficient receiver. He just – isn't on the field enough 27 percent of the snaps 24 24 it's it's just the efficiency i mean if you're really looking for a boom game he's a guy that can go two catches in 100 yards with a touchdown we've seen that so if you really need a boom a hope and a prayer yeah i guess maybe him over them but i again i don't really like anyone for this game maybe besides flexing the two qbs and I don't like DJ Williams. Moore either because he's going to have Sertan over him all week. Exactly. So that's why game, I didn't so. say him. I, I'm not huge on any of the tight ends or anything. It's for me. It's a game where I'm really trying to, you know, well, find Sertan someone else to necess- start. In the scheme, Sertan isn't really a follow corner. He's usually uh, an next corner. Yeah. He's usually an next corner. Um, so because of that, I could see you starting more um, in a flex spot. I think he could be efficient in that position but i don't think that he would be elite um tj Moore, you know if you have him and you're worried about your flex position i would start Same. um anyways on to the next week ben why don't you go ahead and roll it out baltimore ravens at the cleveland browns minus one and a half for cleveland over under 39 i i updated, love this updated. ben ben updated it's minus two it's cleveland. minus two now okay it's minus yeah. two now well, hey, we'll take that uh, because, first off, I think Cleveland's going to win. I like only, like, three players on Baltimore side. Lamar Jackson, obviously, Gus obviously. Edwards, Zay Flowers, and Mark Andrews. And maybe not even Gus that's Edwards, four. but that's so four. my three would probably be Lamar, Flowers, and Andrews. Because, remember, OBJ's out at the moment. Rashad Bateman's out. So they're going to get Flowers involved. I, I think this is going to be ugly. 
even without Nick Guess Chubb, I think, I think the Browns removed from injury. The Bra- the Browns cool. are going to cool. win Thank by you. like twenty. Thank you for that. I think the Browns' defense is legit. The Baltimore's going to be forced to pass, and they—I mean—they're trying to pass more than they have in recent years. But like, this is absurd. The stat so far through three games, Cleveland is giving up an average of a hundred and eleven point seven passing yards per game. That's it, and they face Joe Burrow. I still take the Ravens. Like, I want the Browns to win. I don't think, obviously, I don't think Cleveland can maintain that level. That's ridiculous. But they're also only giving up 52 yards per game on the ground. I mean, yeah, but. Right right now, they're at, like, like, top 10 all-time defense standards right now. I like the the Ravens' chances to win, and I like them even more if Deshaun Watson doesn't even play. (laughs) Which he might not. He's questionable at the moment with the, sh- well, with the shoulder injury. I like injury, Dorian so. Thompson Robinson, the rookie. He was really efficient during the preseason in electric. If Watson goes down and he hasn't played to his best, and if Rob- Thompson Robinson goes out there and plays good, like real good, yeah. We're talking about a bad fucking uh, Browns organization, though. They won't make a good decision like that. They'd rather keep the sexual assaulter at quarterback and uh, pay him the handful of cash. I hate Deshaun Watson. I, you know, like, you know, hate him. Hate you know, all you want, especially as a, especially as a Steelers fan. Like Ben Roethlisberger had two allegations against him that were both proven false, and then Deshaun Watson has thirty plus allegations against him, and that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing with Ben Roethlisberger. That's why he never got the respect in the league as that he deserved because everybody would call him like these terminologies that I'm not going to say, but mm-hmm. you guys Thank know. You. But um, you know, with Watson, like it's just like everybody's like, "Oh, it's just off the back cuz he was just getting his taint rubbed." You know, like he mm-hmm. sexually assaulted 30 plus women and it just disgusts me every fucking time we have to talk about him. And I'm going to preach on this if we are on this podcast for the preach next 5 sister. years. Preach every system. every time, every time we gotta talk about Deshaun Watson, I'm gonna be like, "Taint rubber, I don't give a fuck," because that guy <laughs> is a piece of fucking shit, yep. and I hope he never starts in the NFL again. Every time we talk about him, now fantasy wise, would I start Watson? No. Would I start Jackson? Yes. Would I start? Would I start uh fucking Ford? Yes. Ford is a good start this week. Cooper, yes. I think it's gonna get a lot of yards this week. Flowers. I don't like his odds, honestly, this week. I think the Browns secondary is going to go ahead Odell and make it tough for Lamar Jackson and, to throw the ball. And Bateman are both He's going to be double. That's, that's the reason. I was about to get into that. They're going to be able to throw double coverage on him. And have Denzel Ward shadow in pretty much all game. Maybe Sweet. Yeah. Lots to. of jet streets. Lots of little screens. Lots of little slants. He'll find a way. They're not going to be. Screens against Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith. And jet sweeps. Right. Good luck. Yeah, twerk? trust me, I'm a Steelers fan. Remember, chest sweeps are our number one thing, and I've seen a lot of those get blown up against the Browns last week uh, or two weeks ago. Uh, but, like, you know, the thing is, like, Browns defense is really good. Uh, I, I would like to see the Browns win this game. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I, I take right. the over on it. It's 39 points. I think both teams score plus 20, so I take the over on it. Um I don't start a lot of players from this game. I think it's going to be kind of an uglier matchup. I think it's going to be like 24-21 type of score. And I think Browns take care of business and go okay. ahead and finish it off at home. So real quick, um, 
kind of circle back to Sean Watson, just because you brought it up, Shane. I know you don't like talking about whatever. Uh, I just want to talk about his contract real quick. So 2022-2023, he's getting base salary of $1 million. But he had a bonus of $9 million in 2022, the year he got suspended. So the NFL can't touch that money. They can only touch the salary. And then yep. in 2023, $17.9 million as the bonus, $1 million salary. 2024 to 2026, he's getting a $18 million bonus each year and $46 million salary. That's fucking bananas for the play we're getting right now. Just from a contract perspective, purely. Yeah, and the longer they wait to make a decision, the less likely someone's going to take the ridiculous contract because it backloaded and it's not pretty. <laughs> I mean, he is I mean, QB 11 in our fantasy league at the moment. So put a little matter. respect on him. No, there's no respect. They are 2-1. Fantasy, yes, sure, whatever. He's QB 11. But the fucking atrociousness of this contract is absolutely insane. He's getting better every week. But that's the thing. Because I have. Chubb's down. Because every week Chubb's he's down. getting better. They need him to pass the ball. Exactly. <laughs> so he's going to justify this contract. No, he's not. No, it's the not. Only way, the only way he can justify the contract, they can justify it, is if they win the Super Bowl. Yep. You pay this type of money to win the Super Bowl. If he doesn't win it, it's a busted contract. If they don't make far in the playoffs, they lose wild card round, for example because they finished second or third in it's the not enough. So if Herbert doesn't win a Super Bowl or Burrow doesn't win a Super Bowl, those contracts are busts. Does he, have 35, does he have 34 no. accusations of getting No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. He, Austin talks strictly on make, contract. If they, if they don't make it far in the playoffs, yes. Okay. You pay so that's that what I want. Money. That's what I want. You, so you, you, logic, you pay everybody. that. Shut the fuck up, Travis. You pay that type <laughs> of money. To make it far in the playoffs, you don't make it just to make it to the wild card and be okay. done. Okay. okay. By yeah. that logic, every single person that is a top twelve paid QB in the league, besides Patrick Mahomes, isn't worth the contract. Right? That's what I was getting yes. to, Travis. No. That's yes. what I was getting to. I, I've said this time and time again: quarterbacks did not deserve forty plus million. I just wanted I've to make said sure that we're... so many times. Now, is there yeah, any? I've said it so many times. You yeah. already knew the answer to that, bad because I've told I you. So I was many going times. to get it. Well, there's, out well, on there's the only pond. three QBs actually Shit, in the even, league that even have like won a Super Bowl. Thirty plus million dollars. It's not really worth it. So, so there's only three active QBs in the league right now that have actually won a Super Bowl. It's Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, and Jimmy Garoppolo. That's it. No, well, because Rodgers in is inactive at the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. But he's still in the NFL, so he's still a yeah. player. So full, like, not so retired. So he but still, think, but think, but think about that. Like, All right. How many QBs haven't won a Super Bowl? Wrap up, <laughs> Ravens, Browns. Who wins? Austin Browns. lock in. Ravens. Ben says Browns. Austin says Ravens. Travis. Browns 20, uh, 24 to fourteen. Browns twenty four twenty one. That was an easy one. Now, Shane, do you want to? You know. Start talking about your beloved uh, Steelers versus Houston. Do you think you guys beat C.J. Stroud, or do you uh, falter? Because right now it's Steelers. They're the favorites. Uh, I think minus 2.5 as of earlier. Could have updated over under 42.5. So, can he pick it, get it done? or? I think this is a situation where it's a proving game for the Steelers. This is a game where it defines the rest of their season. 
You're playing against you're playing against the first defense that isn't elite, first of all. Like the front seven isn't elite. Um they got a good defense. This mm-hmm. is a game where I'm low-key worried. I'm like, Houston's a good team. Remember, I was high on Houston in the offseason. I was like, Houston's yep. a good team. And CJ Stroud's playing very well. Um, Damian Pierce is playing really well. And with how the Texans are playing, it's a realistic conversation to say there's a playoff push. Now, with that being said, I do think that the Steelers' defense is going to be the toughest defense that CJ Stroud has played against. It's going yes. to be the hardest defense that he has to deal with. 100%. And I think that we're going. I think this is going to be his welcome to the NFL game, and only because of that, I think the Steelers are going to pull this off, and I think it's going to be a pretty big one. I think that they're going to end up winning by about 14, 10 to fourteen points, um, and take care of business. Go ahead and knock out the Texans. I think that's a realistic expectation about it. Um, would I start Kenny Pickett? No. Would I start Najee Harris? Yes. I think Najee Harris is going to have a hell of a game. Um, only because here's my reasoning. Najee Harris is going to have a good game. I think Kenny Pickett will have an average game. That's why I wouldn't start him. I think he's going to finish around QB 15, 16, that area. You know, mid-teens, 14 to 17, I would say, is the range that we're looking at for Kenny Pickett, where he's finishing fantasy-wise. I think mm-hmm. Najee's going to finish in the top seven because I think the Steelers are going to be in lead early, and they're going to be playing for time of possession. And this defense, the Texans' defense, isn't as good as the defenses that the Steelers have faced throughout the season. So because of that, I think Najee Harris would go ahead and get probably 100-plus yards on the ground, probably like 50 yards through the year. Jalen Warren will be a respectable flex. He's probably going to get about total 70 yards from scrimmage and maybe a touchdown and a few catches. few of those yard, yards are going to be uh, off of receptions. So because of that, I think that Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are going to be worth, worthy starters. George Pickens, I think, is a lock. Collins for the Texans, you know, I, I personally would start him. I think he is going to go for probably about 80 to 100 yards on the Steelers' defense. And if you're in a position where you're looking at a flex start, I think he's a respectable flex starter. Damian Pierce, same song and dance. You know, the Steelers have struggled. Tank Dell, Dell, uh, I wouldn't start, um, specifically because he's coming off injury. Um, That's concerning to me. Um, Is he registered to even start? Um, And here's the big thing. Take Dell starting. I'll look, but here's the, I'll look it up. Here's the big oh, thing. Yeah. Laramie Tunsil is down. Josh Jones is down. Mm-hmm. Their center, Michael Dieter, is down. So potentially three of their offensive linemen will not be starting, and they got to deal with this destructive Steelers defense. And I think that's the reason that the Steelers take care of business. I don't think it's an extremely high-scoring game. Um, as I've thought, sat and pondered on this game, um, I think the Steelers take care of business with like 14 points, but I think it's going to be like a 24-10 situation. See, I kind of disagree with you. Um, not, I disagree with you mainly on the the point spread. I think it's more going to be like a three to six point win for the Steelers only mm. because of how good of a defense the Steelers have. And I think that's going to cause CJ Stroud a lot of troubles. I think his saving grace is going to be if Nico Collins and Tank Dell can get open. But I think they also to actually have a hope of winning this this game, they're going to have to establish the run. Right? Yeah. I think that's going to be their really their saving grace. I don't think they can really do it against the, the Steelers' front seven, but specifically their front four, their front four guys. Yeah. I think that's going to cause them a lot of troubles. And and you are right because it is the best defense that CJ Stroud has faced. And it is going to be kind of like his welcome to an out of full-time moment. So I think he's going to have probably like 62 to 63% completion, 
but along with like two interceptions and like two touchdowns is kind of what I'm I'm thinking for him. That's where I'm at too. I think this is the toughest defensive unit that he has to face. And that's just what I want to say, you know, like I, I expect the Steelers to win this. Um, but I don't think this is going to be as pretty of a win as a lot of people, like especially in the Steelers community are saying, you know, one week at a time, you know, a lot of people are talking about the Ravens matchup that's coming next week. I don't give a fuck about that. We need to beat the Texans. And historically mm-hmm. in the last like 10 years, we've had a tough time, especially playing in Houston. Yeah, so it, like, it's, it's not going to be an easy win. I think C.J. Stroud is him. I've been very high on C.J. Stroud since before the draft. I've been saying since before the NFL draft that he was the best QB in the draft. And so far, I'm right. But I think the Texans have a very real possibility of actually winning this game. I do, too. Their offense played phenomenally last year. Or not last year, last week. Last week. But their defense also played very excellent as well. Well, on so a per game basis, they have three wide receivers that should be flex and or starting. Like Robert so Woods it, on a with receptions, yardage, and his touchdown. Like he's a, like in our league settings, he'd be averaging about eleven points per game fantasy wise. Right. Tank, Tank Dell and Nico Collins are both with their numbers. They're averaging about sixteen and a half. Like so, I think the Texans can can play well enough to actually help them win the game. They're just gonna have to keep. I think for them, their weakness is the run game. More than more so than the passing game. So if they can hold yeah. Najee Harris to like 50, 60 yards rushing, I think that's really going to help them out to actually win the game late. Because I think it's really going to come down to like the last one or two possessions to win the game. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I do think – here's the thing for me. Like, I hate to be like this. I hate to be a homer like this. The Steelers' defense is a top five unit. Can we all agree on that? I, I do agree. I'd probably say almost their top three. Yeah, I'd call that. Looking at the rest of their schedule, yeah, I'd say top five. They they have the talent if they stay healthy. Yep, and Cam Hayward's been out, but Keanu Benton, who was the Mm -hmm. rookie we took with our second second round pick, I think it was at forty nine. Um, they got a second round pick from the Chicago Bears that landed them at thirty two, which ended up being the pick of Joey Porter Jr., who. Also has only allowed one reception on five targets and 45 defensive snaps and has like three or four pass deflections or some shit. Like very good play from him. Mm-hmm. So how much, but as for, cause he's not starting right now. So kind of go back to Joey Porter Jr. He's not really starting right now. So how long do you think until he is actually like an actual starter on that? Defense? A week, maybe two. I think okay. it's coming. So I like think it's seven, right around the corner. Like week seven, eight kind of thing. Because the Steelers have an early buy, mm-hmm. yep. I think they have a buy on week five. So what ends up happening is, you know, that's when a lot of teams start their rookies is after the bye week. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see Broderick Jones finally step into that role and go ahead and take over for a core four or Dan Moore, depending on which mm-hmm. position the Steelers think he's most fit for. Um, with that being said, you know, JPJ like he's playing too well to not have a starting job. Steelers have a bye week coming up. You know, when you're playing against a team like the Texans where you're not threatened by the run attack, you're going to see a lot of nickel coverage. I think GPJ, if you're in a defensive league and you're in a defensive player unit league, um, I think JPJ, Joey Porter Jr., would be yeah. a solid start. I really wouldn't be surprised if he gets a pick or two this game um, because they're going to be playing nickel a lot because I think the Steelers are going to take the lead early and then force them to pass on him. And I- you play nickel or dime. 
and Joey Porter Jr. will be on the field. If you took Joey mm-hmm. Porter Jr. and you're not comfortable with who you're starting defensively as your defensive player of the week, um, maybe think about starting Joey Porter because I think he gets three or four tackles. I think he might get an interception, maybe two, at least a couple pass deflections, and he won't get burnt too bad. That's what I've seen from JPJ at this point. And I think that this is a week where the Steelers, this is the first game for the Steelers where it's like the Steelers are over. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm looking at the yeah. stats right now, and statistically, the Steelers are a bottom through three three weeks so far. They're like by the yards per game average, they're a bottom five defense in the league. But check this out, Travis. Check out how many sacks they have, and check out how many turnovers they have. They have oh, played yeah. San Francisco yeah. and Cleveland. Yeah, and we're both, you know, had three and plus sacks. And, you know, Vegas, they had three, six, and four sacks, respectively. They've had six total forced fumbles, four total recoveries, four interceptions, yeah, two they're... touchdowns. Like, as a defense for three games so far, granted, you know, the Steelers aren't 3-0. and Their defense is good, mm-hmm. even though oh. their yards are still less. I, I agree. Their yardage yeah, the yards needs to be better. Here's, but the turnovers, here's the thing. They can when you're watching them. the Steelers' Travis, defense, Here's the thing with the Steelers' defense. You know, it's like they let them get to, like, they'll kick. A big thing with the Steelers' defensive yards looking so bad is Presley Harvin being so good, their punter. You know, when you're pinning an offense back on, like, the 20, within the 20, like, on almost every kick, and I think he has five or six kicks within the 10-yard line mm-hmm. this season, you know, when you have that, you go ahead and play some soft coverage and let them get yards. And then you go ahead and lock them down once you get past the like 40 yard line. And that's what the Steelers defense has been doing. You know, like that's why yards is kind of misleading when you're looking at defensive stats, is because, you know, if the special teams is playing really well, especially with how much the defense has been on the field this season, they're going to let up yards. That's going to happen. But you look at the terms like sacks, you look at the terms like turnovers, you look at the turn, they have eight ter- total turnovers at 13 sacks this season. How many tackles for a loss do they have this year? I want to say it's 12. You know, we're talking about very high production. And, you know, like, okay, you're on a third and 20 situation because you got a sack, then you forced an incompletion, and then you let up 15 yards while well, it's still a fourth and fifth. <laughs> fourth and five. You know, it's a it's a fourth and five situation, and you're forcing a punt anyways or a field goal attempt. That's, yeah. that's what the Steelers' defense has been doing this season. So because of that, you know, like, statistically, yes, their yardage isn't the greatest, but you watch that Steelers' defense, and you're like, this is top five years. They passed the oh, yeah. test, and that's not me being a homer. Like, just statistically no, speaking, they they have right. the most sacks in the NFL. The Lions are tied with them, and they've played one more game than the Steelers have at this point. Like, mm-hmm. turnovers, they're, I think, third. Um, we're talking about very good production, especially on the defensive side of the ball, and they're containing games and making sure that that shit gets done. Yeah. So, with that being My said, name- who do you guys start and sit this week? Hmm. Oh, that's I think the only one from the Steelers that'd be even really looking at is Najee. Oh, see. And then from the Texans, I would go CJ Stroud and Nico Collins. I would flex Nico yeah. and Tank Dell. I would sit CJ Stroud. I would flex maybe Pierce, depending. But honestly, I am I'm probably going to make Shane very happy in this one. 38 to 14 Steelers. 
Pickens over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Harris over 100. Pickens over 100. I think I think that defense destroys Stroud, destroys his confidence, gets to him early, quick, and often, rattles him. I think they're in his face a lot. I would fucking – I don't often trade for defenses, but this is one that I really would would like to have if they're on you know the waiver wire and pick them up. I love the Steelers in this one. They're they're measly. I don't get how Vegas is calling it two and a half. Mind you, the Steelers have only been 29 and 39 against, you know, the spread uh, as road favorites under Tomlin. Not great. But the Texans have been 0-9 outright at home against the spread. I am smashing the Pittsburgh Steelers side. I am smashing Tomlin. I am smashing it all the way. I will back Shane and his crazy predictions on this one. (laughs) Uh, Steelers, start them, play them, run them, enjoy. I'm here with it. Um, I have a hard time predicting Steelers games while we're talking on the podcast. You know, I could talk in depth about the players. I just hate homering really bad. You know, uh, I agree with you, Ben. I, I could see the Steelers taking care of business. Like, on on the X's and O's side, it should be a dominant win. Should be. They it should out, be. They, they have <laughs> more right. talent at every position. They outclass. I, I agree. Even though I'm super high on CJ Stroud, I I kind of feel like this is the week to start all your Pittsburgh players. So mm. I don't think it, I don't think it's as ugly as Ben thinks it's going to be. Thirty-eight, fourteen. I think it's going to be more like thirty-four, twenty-one. Okay. I'll say that you gave him one more <laughs> touchdown, one less field goal on Steelers side, yeah. but I like it. So Austin's the odd man out on that one. Now to the exciting Texas news: win, Texas win. Let's fucking go. <laughs> On to the exciting news. The Colts are actually 2-1, and one, and they are playing yep. um, a fantastic L.A. Rams team of 1-2. and two. Uh, Right now, there is no favorite. The over-under is 40, or 46. Um, mm-hmm. So for Vegas to not have a line and just have it as a pick, that's impressive to me. We get Anthony Richardson back this week, although... I kind of liked Minshew. He played well. Um, Zach Moss is, I think. for what? Almost 400 yards, two touchdowns, no picks? Yeah. I mean, I I think he He played played pretty well, too. Right. He played all right. I mean, it was 227 yards and a touchdown. Excuse you. Uh, But 400 in the last two games, yes. Again, I I wanted Gardner Minshew season. If anyone heard the podcast before the draft, I knew we were going to take Anthony Richardson, and I was not liking that. I wanted to grab Witherspoon. I wanted to grab, uh, you know, Gonzalez. I wanted to grab a corner. We didn't. We grabbed Richardson. He has been pleasantly surprised. You know, we're two and one. Flex Mm -hmm. him. Start Moss. Flex Pittman. On the other side, Stafford, Puka, Tutu, Kyron Richard, Williams have all been proven Richardson to start. Really does, Richardson really does remind me of a younger Ben Roethlisberger. You know, like, he's big in the pocket. He's hard to take down. He's he able is. to move around in the pocket, much like Ben was. I think the agility and the athleticism that Richardson has over Ben Roethlisberger at that point of his career Ben made up in passing accuracy, but I think later on in his career, it will be very similar. I think he'll be looked at as a very similar quarterback because of his size, because of his mobility, because of his will to stay up in the pocket. You watch AR five and you see this, you, you see him breaking sacks. You see him, you see him leading this team. 
And that's what the Colts need. That's what Andrew Luck was for them. I know I spoke the forbidden name. I shouldn't be talking about Voldemort in this chat, but yeah. How's that feel, Travis? How's that feel? We have some flashbacks from that. (sighs) Draft him at a Denny's and then ended up fucking retiring. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, you know, AR5, like, I do honestly think he's the best quarterback in this class, and I've been saying that this whole season. You know, I'm really high on AR5. He's a very good rushing quarterback. He's a very good pocket-aware quarterback. You know, when you need him to drop back and – throw the ball he can you know like he gets a lot of comparisons to lamar jackson i don't think lamar jackson is the correct comparison i think ben roethlisberger is a better comparison specifically because of his size because of his ability to break sacks in the pocket and he's able to do that and he stands in the pocket and he takes hits like ben like it's very remnant as a steelers fan it's very reminiscent when i'm watching the all 22 of richardson to ben roethlisberger and that's a high praise. I'm comparing him to a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, I'm not. It's not a bad thing I'm saying about him. So, with that that's being fair. said, do you stay? Do you start AR five against this uh, Los Angeles Rams defense? Uh, I'd flex him. I'd stream him if it was a two QB league. But to yeah, say he's one of the top twelve, well. I don't think so. I love his rushing upside, but this week alone, I don't. I don't call top twelve. What about Zach Moss then, Ben? Mm. Oh, I this love Zach team. Moss. I you start him? I would start Zach Moss and Michael Pittman as the only two because Moss is going to get the workload and the carries that even if he only gets four yards of carry, he's still going to be perfectly fine and maybe even get a touchdown. Pittman is the clear number one. I don't like his talent or athleticism, but when you're getting eight tar- or 11 targets a game, eight catches, you've got to start that player in fantasy. So, yes. That's fair. Eight points baseline, right for PPR. On average, like that's that's really strong. You know, eight eight points just baseline on average. That's really strong because you know, um, that's before you Don't throw on yards and a touchdown. I have a trade out for him. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Travis. We already had one disgusting trade. We don't need another. He does it way too often, but that's that's besides the point. Um. I have no, like, surprise or sleepers in this game to watch. Does anyone by chance? Oh, actually, the Colts defense. I think that may be a sneaky, sneaky game uh, for them to to be semi-relevant. If you're streaming defenses and they're out there, take a look at them, see if you like it. Mm, yeah, you know, actually, I do have a sleeper this week. Bry- Bryson Hopkins should be available on most free agency wires. Um, if Higby does not start... I think Hopkins does get a significant amount of targets, and I think that he would be a valuable tight end start if you don't have a top five tight end. You know, like yeah. kid talented enough, he's good Kelsey, enough. Yeah, I, I, I'd still play two two and Puka. You got to at this point. Yep, I feel it. Yep, Puka. Okay, my dog. This is a pretty boring game, though. Honestly, oh. it, yep, it it is a pretty boring game. Um, now, before Austin gets back, I want to touch on the Tampa Bay versus New Orleans because I, I hate the Baker hate because as much as he hates Baker, he has been very serviceable this year. Yeah, that's um, yep. I mean, four touchdowns, one interception. That's a good start to the season with 636 yards. So I'm a lot more comfortable with him as my third QB than I was Zach Wilson. <laughs> right. If in a two QB league and you've got, you know, 12, 14 people, he, he's a good QB too, in my opinion. Um, 
so that's that's my Baker take this week. I think the Saints actually get the win. Uh, they are Ooh, favorites. Jameis Winston throwing? Well, that's you the thing. Jameis Winston has has come out and proven in the past well, he can Carr throw is touchdowns. Questionable. Derek Carr is questionable. Hey, remember, Winston has thrown for over 30 touchdowns in a season. He has thrown for 5,000 yards. He does like to to whip it deep. They've got a 30 new... for 30, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah, he was the 30 for 30 club. Uh, but I think he's got the best receivers he's had with Michael Thomas and Chris Olay and Shahid, Chris Olave. So I, I like this. I... Is Kamara back finally? Yes. I think he should be back this week. I think I'm gonna lean and towards the Saints. I'm leaning Saints no matter what, even if Derek Carr doesn't start. I think it's gonna be like a seven ten lead affair, even if Derek Carr doesn't start. Because Jameis Winston is good enough to be a starting quarterback on a lot of teams. And even if Derek Carr doesn't play, I'm comfortable with enough with saying that, you know, Hill, Kamara and Olave will go ahead and get get the job done for him. You know, I, I think they can do. I think they're the favorites too. I picked the Saints to win the division before the season started. I mean, part of that was because of Derek Carr, but to win us just one game, especially since like Mike Evans looks great, Godwin looks serviceable, Baker's making them relevant, um, or vice versa, one of the two. But you got Marshawn Lattimore on the other side. That's Ben Evans. That's that. Marshawn Lattimore is a first-team All-Pro corner two weeks out of the season, and it's when he plays Mike Evans. Right. I was going to say be so, wary of Mike Evans this year or this week because of that, because Baker has gone to Mike Evans a lot. So I was actually going to say, you know, a little uptick for Chris Godwin this week. I think it'll be his his week, funny enough. Yeah, I, I, I do think the Saints win. This is going to be a competitive game. I 27-24. Saints. I just see the Saints taking it over. Awesome. What you thinking? What Fuck Saints. Fuck Saints. Saints all day. Fuck Baker Mayfield. Fuck Baker Mayfield. Derek Carr. <clears throat> maybe Chris Olave is going to have himself a game. Feeling it. 100, hey, 130 yards. In, start? 130 yards. A touchdown. Maybe. I'd, I'd, hmm. I think Trey Palmer might. Go I don't know. This game. I don't know, man. I don't know who's going to be covering Trey Palmer very well for the Bucks. Trey, Trey Palmer, I'm, I mean, he he's a speedy little guy. He's a waiver waiver player that you could go ahead and get for free if yep. you're like needing a flex start. And I think that his ceiling is very high. I think he could score twenty points this game. Hmm. I would see. I don't know. I think I'm maybe leading maybe. Maybe Shahid too from the Saints. He might sure. have himself a little bit of a game. Shahid, um, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah. I'm gonna flip Fuck mine. Me. I'm gonna go against Austin. Fuck him. Bucks win. And of you can roll with Godwin and Baker out there and Rashad White. Fuck it. I'm a, I'm gonna flip mine and go Bucks win. Mike Evans is obviously a lock to start, correct? You have to. Yeah. He's Baker's you have favorite. To. At this point. At this point, you have to. There's, he's Again, a lock in. It's the same lock. thing with like Pittman. He's getting ten plus targets, six catches every time, sixty yards minimum. So you're talking twelve points minimum. Not to mention if he grabs a big ass touchdown. So yeah, that's hard to ignore. You can't ignore 100%. that. 
So, so like, what about Chris Godwin? Auto lock or not? I think he's flex worthy because Marshawn Lattimore is going to be covering Mike Williams. They have a lot of beef in the NFL, and the time Lattimore plays good, like Travis was saying, is against Evans. So I think mm-hmm. that leaves Godwin open. I think he's going to be a a safe floor, not super high ceiling, but so a do good you play. start Evans this week? Yes. I'd still start him. He's still going to grab six catches for 60 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still start him. Kind of just I, I tamper this, your expectations. I think this is Godwin's big game, game where he has 20 points. So, yes, this is big game. Hence, hence why I'm going to wait until after the game and then trade Godwin. So, if you want him, <laughs> come get him right after the game. <laughs> because I'm waiting for that blow up and then boom, sell. Oh, oh yeah, then. yeah. Could you try to fucking send me Gus Edwards for Damian Pierce? Fuck you. Oh, that was in the middle of the <laughs> podcast, just to fuck around with you. Yeah, I'm obviously, sure. I know you're not going to take that. Although they are only like three points difference of each other, there's like a significant like six year difference in age. So I knew it wasn't <laughs> going to get accepted. I just why was would bored you on the pod. So Ben, why don't you go ahead and lead us into our next game? Oh. The Jesus himself, according to Austin, Sam Howell takes on the 3-0 Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles. Sam Howell has proven at every level he's an NFL quarterback when he plays anyone but a good defense. So if that's the case, Philadelphia minus nine, go ahead and start your Sam Howell. He's bound to get you negative 10 this week. Whoop, whoop. He didn't get negative points last week, so it's fine. Negative 13. What the fuck are you talking about? Let me look. What the he fuck did. are you talking about? Him. You that see that? Me. You see that Jersey accent just come out real quick, bro? He he sounded like he was on the cast of South Park, being fucking Kyle's dad, bro. Point six. Like, <laughs> there we go. Negative thirteen point, point four. Point six points. What league are you looking in? Your favorite one? The sporting lounge league. Right? No, I'm literally in the sporting lounge. I'm looking at Sam Howell against Buffalo, yeah, minus 13.4. The other one. Oh, see, you're going with the more favorable one now. Yeah, the same bullshit you do. Yeah, still, you it's think- negative. It's still negative. Suck a dick. Yeah. And the, and the one that's all fucked up and scoring. The zebra sure. cake's fucking delicious. But was- you know what? In uh, one or two leagues, he might have finished negatives. That's all I'm saying. Depending on your scoring. So you would won. you have started him in the other league then? No, because I have mass effort. No, 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 no. You think Sam Howell's Jesus. You better pick him up and start him this week. He's, here's my situation. He's playing an here's easy defense. Here's my situation while I'm looking at this team. Have. All right, like, start Daniel Jones, The ben. commander's defense is really good. Eagles' defense is really good as well. Started Daniel Jones the in the command- other league. There you go. Boom. All right, start here's him in the, the pivot. Two. The commanders can win this game, but they need to stop DeAndre Swift. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they need that. I mean, they had the D line to match up with their offensive line. Like, yeah. there's a D line in the league that has a chance. Chase Young, Jonathan Aller, Deion <laughs> Payne, Sweat, Sweat, <laughs> big so, defensive line right there. Like, if, if there's a defensive line that's up to the challenge, it's them. It's them. Yeah. And that if they can stop, like, that's don't get me wrong. Swift's talented as a Lions fan. Like, the reason we let him go is because he can't stay healthy. But like, if he does stay healthy. I like he's a lot. Of, like he has, he's been playing good, but a lot of the reason is because, like, I hope he gets 150 plus yards when the offensive line's giving him 15 yards of green every two seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah. so like, I don't know if you've seen some of the holes that have been opened up for him, but he hasn't had to try very hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
I actually think this will be a close game. I don't think Sam Howell plays as bad as he did against Buffalo. I think he's probably sitting there watching that tape on repeat, wondering what defense did they do that fucked him up. I think this will be closer. I still give it to Philadelphia. I'm going 28 to 17 Eagles. Um, on, on the Washington side, I'm benching Howell or QB2 flex at best. Robinson, someone I'm kind of interested just due to the the workload. McLaurin. The boom potential, yeah. Right. You know, he could get two touchdowns this week. Exactly. He could have 10 carries, 25 yards, and two touchdowns, and you're sitting there going, fuck it. That's great for me, you know. <laughs> um, you still yeah. flex Terry McLaurin. I, what do you guys think about Jahan Dotson? Has not had a heart, hot start I, this I'm, season. I'm out until he proves oh. it over like at oh, least three or four mean, weeks. You guys straight. were super high on it when I tried to trade it for him, and now all of a sudden you guys are out. Yeah. So now my trade looks pretty fucking fair right about now, huh? Dang, yes. that's crazy. Ben gets fucking crazy. Okay, with that logic, you know what else? What other trade looks kind of fair now? The Jared Goff or Justin Herbert one? Actually, no, it doesn't. Still <laughs> doesn't. It's because so it was Goff for Herbert straight up. Man. Because so everyone meddles in my trades, and, and but I'm not allowed to meddle for anyone else's. You still do it. No, people come and ask me, and I tell them sometimes yes, sometimes no, or sometimes I tell them I'm not allowed to because you, you guys fucking meddle and are like, you can't you meddle. meddle. You meddle more than anyone. Really, right Travis, now. what was the last time I tried to steal one of the players you were going for? I'm not talking about stealing. I'm talking about I'll... bitching and complaining. Oh, that's different than meddling. Meddling is no. messing with someone's trades. And you two have ben, meddled in mine this year, ben, and I have meddled in zeros this year. Ben... Here's the, a, here's the difference. Your players, you're the then. commissioner. You're the commissioner. So what you say has a lot more weight. When you're bitching about something, it has a lot more weight than anybody else in the league. And I don't think you recognize that. Dang, look at Ben just complaining <laughs> again. Crazy. Crazy. Um, I'm sorry that people ask me for my advice because I'm a proven Crazy. winner. But anyways, yeah, who would you bench, sit and who would you proven, start this week? Proven winner, proven winner would have not done a full rebuild and traded his team for pennies. And I'm still gonna come back in two years. That's the funny thing. I'm still gonna have Maybe. more winning seasons than losing good, seasons. And I will. Draft good. Did I? We'll see. Did I hit a couple of mine so far? Yeah. Yeah, I have. We'll see. We'll okay. see. DeAndre we'll Swift. See. I'm kind of scared to start this week. If you want to be I- honest. Like, this is a situation where I'm like, DeAndre, this is a divisional matchup. You know, like, people sleep on divisional matchups when it's not, like, this big rivalry. Like, the Packers, Lions, Ravens, Steelers. You know, when it's not one of those matchups, like, people sleep on it. But this is a divisional matchup. You know, this is this is a big game for Washington. Like, if they win this game, they actually, like, have a chance to win the division. Like, they're yep. looking at this as a Super Bowl-type game. Especially since the Cowboys have already faltered. If they knock, they're the ones that give the loss to Philly. It's, that's a three-team race. Yep. Mm-hmm. They got the tiebreaker. They uh-huh. got to face Philly one more time. They beat them that other time. They got the tiebreaker. I'm scared you to know? start Goddard and Swift, like you said, Swift. I, I think you start Hurts just because, and then A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, if he plays, he's questionable right now. I think but, Brown is a start. Hollywood Devontae is start. Smith is good to go, according to the most recent reports. So, okay. would you fire then, him up? Yep. Yeah, and no. then on the mm-hmm. and then on the other side for Washington, I'm Terry and Brian Robinson maybe 
that's it. And those would be flex spots. I'm with that. Yeah, I can go behind that. All right. So Cincinnati versus Tennessee. I'm going Cincinnati the whole way. I don't even think this one is. I think it's the get right game. I think Cincinnati, you know, Burrow needs to come back and play like Burrow. Um, I hope it's the get right game for Derrick Henry. Man. Oh, yeah. Henry (laughs) hasn't had the best season so far either. So, and this one, since the receivers are low over for Tennessee, um, Traylon Burks is out. I'm going to start Hopkins just because volume. I think this game he gets the volume he needs. Flex Henry, play Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Higgins. I think it's pretty standard cold cut. Tight ends, flex him if you have to. Do, yeah. do you, uh, in two QB leagues, do you play Tannehill? He hasn't actually been horrible. He's had one really bad game, mm. one good game, and like one mediocre game. He's had one at each level. <laughs> I mean, in our I league start settings, Tannehill and super flex. I wouldn't. I start Tannehill and Superflex because I think he's passing for two to three touchdowns this game. A lot of praise for him. Like I'm him. not big on Cincy's defense. No. Same. Like, Cincy's defense is kind of scary. Like, it's kind of bad. It's like, you know, if you're if you're a Bengals fan, who day? Who day? <laughs> Can I get some who days? Who day? <laughs> you know, who day? You know, like, here's the thing with Cincy's defense, you know. Ben just has bad takes. Check out point. Let's get heated <laughs> in here. Seacock Saints said, you know, the Bengals are Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. The Titans, like, low-key want to be a playoff team. They got in. They're within shooting range to win the division. Like, this is a big game for the Titans. With the Bengals, you know, like, they're a few games behind, especially if, like, the Steelers, no matter what, because Baltimore and Cleveland are playing this week, they're going to be two games behind. Yep. They just are. And, you know, Joe Burrow could have his ga- the game of his life against his t- Titans defense, but, like... Joe Burr. I think... I think... I think... Joe... Joe Icy Cool Burr. Oh, Joe Burr. You know you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Joe Burr. Um, Joe Burr. Joe Burr. I'm fucking oh, shivering. You know, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I think there's a realistic chance that you go ahead and start Henry. I think you start Hopkins. I think you start Tannehill and Superflex. I think you start Burrow specifically in Superflex. Mm. I think Mixon is going to start. I think Henry could have a proven game. I think Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd are both starts this week. Travis. T. Higgins could have a good week as well. T. Higgins very well could. I... I mm. He might have one or two touchdowns again, like he did a few weeks ago. All righty. So, any other players on this one you guys want to touch base on? Are we all in agreement? Tennis are, uh, yeah, Tennessee loses. I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee mm. pulled it off. I'll go ahead and take the over on Tennessee by three points. Three points. Spicy. All right. Tennessee did just beat the Chargers. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going Tennessee actually too. I wow. want to see. Until, until the Bengals prove it, I'm going to go Tennessee as well. I'll go Bengals. That's easy for me. Mm-hmm. Now, Bengals right in, right into New England. 2017. 2017. All right. So, Dallas minus six and a half at home versus the Patriots. Um, New England takes care of business here. Let's just be straight about it. Mm. I'll Dallas disagree. Last week, the way that Dallas played last week, I'm going to. I want to take that. 
I'm I'm gonna take uh, the opposite. I'm gonna take Dallas. Uh, I think their defense got their asses chewed out. I think they're gonna have to come back and click some buckets. And I'm gonna say they take care of business. I might even give them a touchdown. You know, twenty-eight to twenty-one. Mm, I'll think Dallas has the defense to stop the running game. That's kind of where I'm at with Stevenson being so dominant last week, and, and then Zeke. Um, too as well, who's still Mac good Jones has back. been playing well as well. You know, five touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, Max. Dak Prescott well. has kind of hit a cold streak a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is performing significantly worse than Mac Jones is. Even, you know, Tony Pollard has what, 250 essential yards, 264 yards on the ground, two TDs. CJ Lamb, he's been playing very well. But like, here's the thing with the New England offense: like, I don't think they need to score a lot of points. I think their defense is going to be able to hold the Cowboys to under 17. Uh, so the yeah. question becomes: yeah. Do I think the Patriots can score more than 17 points? And I think yes. I think they can score 20 plus. I I, think I it's going to be like a 24 to 20 point. I I actually I hate Dallas. I'm going to start. I'm going to actually have to agree. Patriots as well. 24 to 20. That's because the Patriots defense is great. Christian Gonzalez is going to be on one side of the field. Uh, they have a great secondary. They always do. And they have a great, they have a good defensive line. And Dallas's offensive line hasn't been the greatest this year. They're not healthy. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to become like they, New England has the defense to contain CD Lamb and Tony Pollard and make Dak choose other players to beat them. Yeah. And that's where I don't trust Dak and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yeah, because like as we saw last week against as we saw against the Dolphins, the Patriots play right. The the Dolphins have a much more potent passing and running attack than the Cowboys, I think. And the Patriots did a very good job at containing that, containing the speed on the Dolphins' offensive side of the ball. The pa- the Cowboys got really Ceedee Lamb to push them downfield, and that's just about it. The Patriots will easily cover that up, playing cover two, maybe cover three. And then they got a good enough front four, front seven to contain Tony Pollard, right? And force like, Dak and force Dak into some mistakes. It's like, do you, do you trust Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jake Ferguson? Like, you trust them to make the plays needed to beat the Patriots? I trust them more than Kendrick Bourne, Juju, Devontae Parker, Douglas, and Boutier. Because remember, you're gonna have, if you're gonna say the same thing about. Dallas, yeah. you got to say the ben, same let's, stuff let's against rewind it. New England. Let's rewind it. What about Hunter Henry? I don't trust him either. Henry's, he hasn't been good since he played well. for the Chargers. For this for season Chargers, so far, he's been pretty decent. He's he's been in our and and fantasy some decent. Yeah, he's been he's been okay like, in our league for fantasy. But that's that's the thing about the Patriots; they don't rely on just one person unless you have fucking Randy Moss, right? Or Wes Welker, or Gronk. <laughs> Yeah, right. So there's like four <laughs> players in the last 20 years Patriots have really relied on, and they're going to spread the ball around. They're not going to make it known who they're passing to. So, I mean, you, yeah, you can't say they're not good statistically, but that doesn't mean they're actually bad players when you watch them on film. I take Patriots by a full touchdown. Hey, I like in it. our <laughs> league, in our dynasty league, Hunter Henry is tight end three currently. Yep, in ours. Oh. So. Now, do we know the injuries? Is Zach Moss going to play? He had limited um, limited practice and Zach. participation. Zach Moss? Zach, Who are you talking yeah. about? Zach Martin. Martin. 
Zach Martin, the offensive oh, lineman for the Dallas. Who, yeah, yeah, great offensive lineman. Yes. Tyrone Smith is out, so he's still injured. But if they get Tyler Bietis and Zach Martin Tyron back. Tyrone Smith is out. Tyrone Smith is out. Yep. Tyler Bla- Bladzaz is questionable, and Zach Martin right. is questionable. So mm-hmm. I think it all depends on if they're starting or not, if the Cowboys win. <laughs> you know, three of you starting offensive linemen being out, even Big. two, that's significant. Huge. That's for any huge. Team. That's for any Especially team. Especially when you're playing against a top-five defense. I think yep. New England has proven that they are a top-five defense. Yeah. Yes. So Even I, though they're one and two, they held the Dolphins to a one touchdown game. Like twenty four points. If Mac Jones just plays a little bit better, then that's a different situation. Yeah, and we, I mean, and they were so close to being the Eagles too. I mean, obviously did a win. You know, a loss is a loss, but I think they've proven time and time again that they can hang with the top of the the best of the offenses on the defensive side of the ball. Offense. Hasn't really proven they can keep up with those high-scoring teams, but their defense can slow them down enough to give the offense a chance, and that's what they've done the past two weeks. Start this this week? Mm. Pollard, you start. I think you start. Lamb, you start. Two QB, you start Dak. Stevenson. And Mac Jones. And then you play Stevenson as well. I think you you about Mac Jones. I think you play Mac Jones in two QB I, leagues. I would start him. I would say only them. in two QB. Yeah, I think he. I I'd think he'll play. Him. Put on a top twelve performance this week. I do, I do, especially with Diggs being out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is helpful. That's very helpful. Okay. All right. Next Arizona game. versus. San Francisco. I don't think it's going to be like the Dallas game. I don't think. Arizona gets lucky twice. San Francisco's favorited by 14 <laughs> points. So they yeah, expect. And I think that's a little low. I think San Francisco wins by 21 to 30. <laughs> you I... know what I mean? Like, You know who's quietly been actually pretty good? Because remember when I said <laughs> Josh Allen was third in mm-hmm. completion percentage at 72.7. You know who's fourth? Joshua Dobbs at 72 on the dot. Josh Dobbs is balling out. He also has two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's taken five sacks, but he's he has three total touchdowns. Well, this year. for what he's his got, five hundred. He's a very smart yards. quarterback. As a Steelers fan, I'm happy that I I get to witness him succeeding. And he, he can, can run. run. He can run. He can pass. He takes sacks on downs that he needs to take sacks on. You know, like Josh Downs is like your most like. Game manager quarterback you'll ever see. He's like, very efficient. He's very efficient. He's very good on like fantasy stats. He's not gonna throw a lot of picks. So if you're in a super flex league, Dobbs is definitely worth the waiver acquisition. I think he scores two touchdowns this week, but I think San Francisco takes care of business. I think this I think San Fran's just a different breed of monster. I don't think Arizona I think the only person like you can start as James Conner just because he's just been producing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you need a dart throw flex and you're thin at wide receiver, then Hollywood Brown or Michael Wilson, they've been playing okay. But other than that, I don't think you're thinking about anyone else in Arizona. I think Same. you you fire you fire up everyone on the offensive side on San Fran. You CMC, mm-hmm. Purdy, 
Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and heck, you might even be able to get flex Elijah Mitchell this week. But yeah, I, I think San Fran gets it done pretty easily, like thirty-one to ten. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's going to be a challenge for San Fran. It's going to be a pretty one-sided game. Pretty right. lopsided. Okay. West I also see. thought that it with Dallas versus Arizona, so I don't fucking know. I don't think they get and lucky it, it, twice. It, it, this is a Super Bowl caliber team versus a barely fringe mid team. Like you'll see the it talent doesn't discrepancy. It, it doesn't matter. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Any, Any given, given Sunday. Sunday. I think there is a chance. I think there is a cold chance in hell that the Cardinals pull this out. But realistically, San Francisco wins by 14. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. mean, when the, the Eagles were fucking 12 and 0, 13 and 0. No one thought they were going to lose, but then they lost a shit team that no one thought they would lose against any given Sunday. I think Arizona has a 35% chance to win this game. That's kind of what I would put it at. I don't think it's I'd likely. I'd put it at about 40. I, I don't I'd think put it, it at fucking yeah, 10. I, I don't think it's <laughs> likely, but I think it's possible. I think they have a 10% chance of winning this game. Because at every position you look across the field, which running back would you rather have on your team? Connor or McCaffrey? Which quarterback? Purdy or Dobbs? Okay. Which wide receiver? Ayuk or Brown? Moore or Samuel? Which tight end? Ertz or Kidd? That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Which defense would you rather have? So your guys is 35 or 40%? Way too high for me. I'm going to have to. I say about 20%, 20 20, 20 to 25%. Just comparing players doesn't fucking matter, right? That's not the point of it. That's what a football team is made of. Players. And their yeah. talent levels. Well, no fucking shit. I thought they're made of fucking aliens. Well, that would be <laughs> why you never win are a they, ring. They, are they? Why do you got to always bring that up? What does it's that fun. make you feel good about yourself? Oh, it's way, way more fun. You know, okay, cool. Hey, it. I you win know, at fantasy I've football. Only, That's I've, what's important. It's the only thing. That's the only I've thing. I've won you several can win rings at. in fantasy. You I've don't win at it. So in good. one league. So, anyways, I'm taking Sam Fran. You know what? Every time you say that, Ben, I want you to say you have four rings. I only have three at the moment. <laughs> no, but you've had four. I uh, no, no. I gave one away, and it was thrown away. So, all right, but you've had four. Cool. And by the three way, rings. Travis, I double checked the ESP, ESPN stats. I beat you that game in the championship round. Ah, just so no, you suck know. it, Travis. No, you just so you know. I yes, I did. At it. I literally looked at it yesterday. I won the chip that year. But, hey, I beat you by over 150 points. <laughs> Someone Don't screenshot it, right it throw it in the Discord. Kansas City against the Jets. I think Kansas City wins. Mahomes, Pacheco, and I don't know about any of the wide receivers. But start Kelsey, that's for sure. Yes, sir. On the other side, hope Brees Hall goes well, and what? Garrett Wilson what? continues to grab touchdowns. How about we take a breather and go ahead and look at chat real quick? Um Chat's going ahead and saying a lot of really good things. Uh, let's go ahead and communicate with Chad while we're in this in-between points. I, I think that this is a good point. We're about 75% through the games. We literally only have two games left to cover. The fuck? Yeah, yeah. 80%. Hey, um, Pickett played great against the Raiders. It has played better than any QB in the division in this season. Put down the pipe. No midseason bust. His upside is pointing way up. What do we think about that? For who? Were you not Seven listening? over eight said that. 
Kenny Pickett was the player. That's yeah. who I was wondering. I like him going forward. I still believe. Me too. Hence why I picked him and I'm playing him. I think this is a great week for him to get back, get his confidence back. We see Jared Goff is the player that he's mentioning here. He's 35, so it shouldn't be a long-term, maybe two-year tops. Even the best QBs, after 35 years old, the wheels fall off sooner rather than later. And he's not close to the best ever. Two years is a safe deal. Right after then, play buff. Because is he going to play at a high level until he's 38 or 39? QBs tend to fall off a cliff at a certain point. He's great mm-hmm. now, but we're talking down the road. I draft a quarterback, groom him for two years, paying high. Then you have two years to groom the next guy, and you'll have him on his rookie deal for two years after him sitting. Yep. Yep. What do we think about that? All right. So, a lot to digest from that <laughs> that we just talked about. Um, I really like what he was saying about. Let the quarterback sit for a year or two. Right? I think that provides a lot of value for a quarterback. Uh, so I definitely agree with it. Um, and then he also made a good point about, like, not a lot of quarterbacks really play well. You know, when they're into early to mid-30s, kind of when they start going downhill for most quarterbacks, right, besides really a select few. Um, Tom Brady, autogram, yeah. you know. Hey, still played. Ben Roethlisberger. Well. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. So, exactly. So, I mean, he made a lot of good points. Uh, Two-year deal would be fine with me. I, that's probably what I would like to do with golf, like two-year, 25 to 30 million each year type of thing, while also drafting a quarterback to try – that I think I could be a good project quarterback for that year or two to actually develop into something to be even special or even better, to take the reins over immediately. Because then at that point, like he said, you still have the two years on the rookie deal. So you still got a cheap quarterback for two years. And then you pay him after that two years if he's performing well, right? Correct. So I think there's a lot of valid points made in that statement. I like it. That's what I would do if I was a GM. Two-year deal for golf and then draft a quarterback. If I'm the GM, what would I do? Jags are due too much challenge to lose the way that they have. What do we think? The Jags are... Jags are a very good team. I think they're a playoff team. I think they could make a run at the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll get there this year. Maybe not even next year, but we'll see. Uh, but I think they have the talent and the potential to actually get there. Right? I really like their defense. I like their offense. Josh Allen's more. a stud. Yep. They got a very good dynamic offense with a lot of good pieces around them. They just need to I, – I think they just really need to gel together and get that chemistry up. They got a lot of good pieces around Trevor Lawrence. They could very easily easily succeed. Uh, not necessarily this year, but I think next year we'll definitely see them make a push into the playoffs, like pushing the AFC title game. This year I project them to lose a, probably the wild card round type of area. But after that, I really like them. Me too. Falcons are pretty one-dimensional. Stop the run and make their QB win the game. Yeah, that division nine and eight might win the division. Put the pressure on Desmond Ritter. I like it because um, he's still a very young quarterback. hasn't really shown that he's a top quarterback in NFL yet. Uh, he has that potential. He could get there. Any quarterback really could. Uh, but if you, you stop 
the run game. You stop Algier and uh, blah, 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 blah. why am I forgetting his name? Robinson Bijan. Yes, yes. You stop Bijan. You make that team have to play very ugly, and it gets ugly quick. Because he made last week he missed against the Lions. He missed a lot of. Not a lot, but he missed quite a few wide open throws. Significant passes. Yeah. He he missed a lot of easy throws or throws that should have been easy for a player of his caliber in the NFL. Right. Um, so if you put all the pressure on him, it changes the whole dynamic of that game. And it could make it very ugly very quick. I believe this statement is about Mac Jones. Jones has outplayed his talent. That's a good thing. But also yeah. a disappointment. He's well coached. Lawrence has zero stability with that organization, which I mentioned earlier. I was like, he doesn't have a room to let his roots grow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think I think he hit that head on with, uh, you know, talking about Mac Jones versus Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. That's why I take the Patriots in that matchup. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I still take the Patriots too. I think Mac Jones, yeah, I think – like we talked about earlier, right? I think Trevor Lawrence is the is the better quarterback and he's the more talented quarterback. Otherwise, yeah, right. But I think Mac Jones is still smart enough and and good enough that in that offense he can succeed and take them to the playoffs. I don't think they have the players to make it really any farther than the wild card round. Unfortunately, as a Patriots fan, I wanted to win the Super Bowl playoff stopping because I don't think they're really going to be like a Giants type team. You know, we're re- very rarely going to see a, a fifth or sixth seed team make it to Super Bowl or even win it, much less. Um, but I still really like Matt Jones. I think he's the perfect quarterback for the Patriots and what they want to do. I think getting rid of Matt Patricia as an offensive play caller was that was terrible. I don't know why Bill Belichick ever did that last year, but bringing back Bill Abubel was <laughs> was I think was, was I think as much as I hate him. And what he did for the Texans and what he did to them, uh, he's still a very good offensive coordinator for the Patriots in the scheme that Belichick wants to run because they're opening it up a lot more with the running and the passing game. Because like last year, we saw them just do a lot of dink and dunks type plays. That's not really the type of Can quarterback. I just say, don't get me wrong, they should certainly make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think Mike Jones is this type of player that just wants to do dink and dunks. That's not really where he excels. He excels at those. You know, 10 to 15 yard passes, even 20 yards, right? Um, and that's kind of what they've been doing a lot more this year. Chat also said Dolphins are going to tail off as the season rolls on. That team is built for finesse. That should don't work in November slash December. I don't disagree, right? Um, <laughs> any team that start hard, start, uh, starts hot can certainly fall off towards the end. And we've seen it plenty of times before. Oh yeah. So what's different about the Dolphins? They got a a good enough team where they can continue the trend, but I think they're going to end up like twelve and four. They're going to end up losing some games. They're so at this point, I think they could still very well win that division. I think this this game this week is going to be very telling of that and how they're going to do division wise. Um, I I do think, but they do tail off, right? They're going to start falling off towards the end. But they're still going to be good enough to make a deep playoff run, I would say. That's kind of where I'm at with them. I agree, especially with Rodgers down, and I, it, it's kind of become a three-team race for that division. That helps. And yeah. then the fact that the Chiefs have a loss this early in the season for the first time since when Bengals are struggling, 
the AFC yeah. North just beating the shit out of each other. I mean, the Bengals struggled last year. I don't know, but right, but right now Miami there. should, even if they do taper off offensively towards the end of the season, like the AFC is open enough. I think they they're locked for the playoffs. Yeah, so they, they're going to taper off, but I don't think it's going to be significantly enough to actually really fuck them or really hurt them. I mean, they almost beat the Bills in a playoff game last season in a high-scoring affair without Tua playing. Yeah, and I don't think Josh Allen's good enough to carry the the Bills. So I I would like the Dolphins in that matchup. I like them this week, and I would like them in the playoffs with Tua healthy. With Tua in in that game last year, I think it's a different story. The Bills go home. I mean, they did a week later. I mean, yes, but <laughs> not in not in that game. So, I like it. I'm with it. I'm rocking. All right. I'm rocking so around. What's our What's our next matchup? Seahawks versus Giants. Two and one Seahawks versus one and two Giants. I just canceled out of my game betting line, so I don't remember what the line was, but I'm sure it's for the Seahawks because the Giants are sucking ass. Daniel Jones has done okay, but not good. Daniel Jones, right? He's done okay. Ken Walker about to get another. Ken Walker about to get another two tutties. Walker about to get another two tutties, and I'm so excited. That running game is going to be dominant. I don't think the Giants really have an answer. They played an okay secondary. Their secondary has been pretty good, but not great. The running game, yeah. I go. A lot to be I go. Seahawks start from Kenneth, Florida. I don't think Gino. he's going to be able to do it. I don't think, I don't, I don't think that front four is going to do enough to stop Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, who are both very talented quarterback or very talented running backs. I, I like the Seahawks by a wide margin. Probably, I'd probably say they win by seventeen. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm not really starting anyone from the Giants unless Saquon is back. I don't think he is. No, he's not back yet. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be. Yeah, I'm not starting no. anyone on the Giants either. I. That's just bad. I think Seattle's going to curb stomp him. It's going to be bad. Yeah, probably. I, I think you fire up Geno. You fire up Lockett. You fire up DK. You can probably flex JSN this week. You fire up Walker, Kenneth right, Walker you, as well. If you had to, yeah. if you had to choose yeah. between one, JSN or Lockett? Lockett. This matchup. Lockett. Lockett. Yeah, I tried the JSN thing last time. Just because of, yeah, I'm going to say Lockett by a decent margin right now. But I think this game's pretty lame for a monday night matchup i think there's yeah. hope monday night matchup is kind of weird because i don't think it's gonna be a very high high scoring affair i think it's gonna be high mm. you know what i'm gonna take that back i think it's gonna be like a 35 to 21 type one for the seahawks so be up there score. what about the okay. chiefs and jets mm. chiefs jets that's gonna be a lopsided affair yeah, I think Kansas City just destroys them as well. As even be, even half Chiefs. Even though I think the Chiefs, like the the Jets, have a defense that can make Kansas City work for it. There's just like, even if they do get the three and outs on the downs, what's the Jets going to do on offense? Three and out themselves yeah. and get the ball right back. So, with a couple interceptions. <laughs> yeah. So. So I don't know. I mean. Patty Mahomes very realistic could go for like 350 passing. Kelsey's probably going to have himself a hundred yard game with a touchdown or two. Chiefs running could, game I, is going to be mediocre. I think you could play Pacheco again this week. 
I, I like think him. he's flexible. Maybe. Yeah. I don't like uh, Pacheco in this matchup. I don't really think, I don't he's, think he's flexible. I think he's my one of my sits for the week. One hundred ten percent. Yeah, I mean, and then for the Jets, I'm sitting everyone. Yeah, I'm saying I'm sitting I'm Garrett not, Wilson even too. I'm not trusting him. Flex. Personally, I mean, I'm not starting him. I don't think he's worth it. I do. Depending on, well, I, mean, I guess it kind of also really just depends on your team you have, right? Yeah. If, if you're starting between Brees Hall and like uh, Pacheco, because they're both on your team, I'd probably lean Brees Hall because I think he has a better chance at succeeding and scoring. I think the Jets' defense is better than the Chiefs' defense and has a better. What you thinking, Ben? For this game, I mean, I already said it. It would. He's not at all. Nope. Yeah. He's not Flex big. Brees. Flex Garrett. Start sits. Yeah, and obviously on the other <laughs> side, it's. I would start Pacheco. I know you said sit him. Start Mahomes, obviously, and hope to God you hit on one of the wide receivers. Otherwise, just start Kelsey. To me, it's not an entertaining game. I think it's lopsided. I think it's. Yeah, Chiefs. It's not close. There's nothing the Jets are going to do. If I think there's two blowouts, thirty-one of seventeen. This is my second one that I think is a blowout. I don't think it's good at all. Yeah. So final wrap-ups. Chiefs by twenty-one. Easy. Final wrap-ups. You'll give the Chiefs by twenty-one, but you won't give the fucking Forty Niners. Okay. Atlanta, Jacksonville. Wait, Shane, Atlanta, what Jacksonville, say? Austin, who wins? Jacksonville. Who? Jacksonville, Jacksonville. is what he said. Ben? Yeah, Jack- Jacksonville. Travis said Jacksonville as well. Yep, Jacksonville. I think Atlanta pulls it out. That's Miami, fair. Buffalo. Miami. 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 Denver, Chicago. Denver. Denver. Chicago. Chicago. No, no, it's a tie. Don't forget. Yeah, tie. Yeah. You know what? I'm sticking to it. 13 13 tie. There's a score. (laughs) I'm here with it. I'm I'm with the vibe. So two ties and one for each. One Denver, one (laughs) Chicago. Nice. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Baltimore, Uh, Cleveland. 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 Baltimore. Cleveland. Baltimore all day. Los Angeles, Indianapolis. Rams. Mm, Indianapolis. Los Angeles. Colts. I'm going to say Colts. Bengals, Titans. Who day? Bengals. Who day? Who day? I'm going Titans. Who day? Titans. Who day? Who day? Titans win. <laughs> what? What? He just flipped a 180. I don't like that. I don't approve. No. Hey, redo. I was Steelers fan. Redo. Pause. Honestly, pause. honestly, I think Cincinnati wins by 14. That's Thank what you. I honestly think happens. Okay, cool. Thank I, you. I approve. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Nolans. I'm going to flip it and go with Tampa Bay. Ben? Tampa Bay. Mm, I'm going to go like with it. Saints. I want to flip it mm-hmm. and go Why with Tampa. Tampa Bay, ben? Defense Why? is slightly better than New Orleans, mm-hmm. and if they do have Jameis Winston in there, I think it'll make a big enough impact that uh, uh, 
just give them the edge. Barely, but it will. So that's why. So what if Derek Carr starts? Oh, probably the Saints. Mm. Okay. Yep. Washington, Philadelphia. Close, I still think he pulls it out. Mm. Fly, Eagles, fly. But I think it's a really good game. Ben? Fly, Eagles, fly. Unfortunately. I think it's Eagles. I'll take Washington. Respectable. I'll take Washington. I can see a world where Washington wins. Respectable. I can see the world where Washington wins. It's a visual matchup. It's a big game for Washington. They're looking at this thing like a playoff berth, and that's Mm -hmm. what it is. You know, uh, that's why I'm taking Washington right here. Uh, Minnesota, Carolina. Minnesota. Panthers. Austin, Ben? I'm going Minnesota. Neither? Is that an option? <laughs> he says is it, neither. Is that an option? Right, the, so, you want, so you want them to tie? So this I is your know, tie. but I'm going to still okay. pick the Vikings. Pittsburgh, okay. Houston. Pitt. Houston. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'm going to ride the wave. Steelers. Texans. <laughs> I'm going to ride the wave. Texans. Let's go. Vegas, Angeles. Chargers all day. Mm. I'm going to go Vegas. I think Garoppolo's, and Garoppolo's played like absolute ass, and Josh Jacobs has too. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Their defense, so defense has been okay, and Devontae Adams has played good, but other than that, everyone else on their team's been bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Vegas. I'm taking Chargers. You know what? I'm Vegas. taking Amir Abdullah. Ben? That name should ring a bell for Lions fans. But anyway, no, I think I'm going to take take the Chargers. Patriots, Cowboys. Patriots. Dallas. Patriots. 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 Dallas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Taking hardcore Dallas. Cardinals, 49ers. 49ers. I thought we were all so obsessed with Arizona having ben. a chance that we argued that for like 10 fucking minutes and you guys just come out right and go no, no, 49ers. Only Austin yeah. did. And if you fucking listen, and if you fucking listen, yeah, because Ben dumb as shit. If you fucking listened, we said there's a chance the Arizona wins. We didn't say we thought they'd win. We said there's a chance. There's if you're arguing on behalf chance. of it, you think there's more than a chance. Anyways, 49ers. No. There's yeah, a chance. That's how that works. Jets, 35%. Chiefs. Chiefs. That's not how that works. That's how it works. Okay, then rain, what's the chance that the Jets upset You're taking the, the Chiefs? What's the chance the Jets mm, upset the 50%. Chiefs? 1% chance. So you give more chance like to 50%. Arizona to beat the 49ers than the Jets to beat the Chiefs. Yes, because Arizona is a better team. I don't know. Defensively and offensively, weapon-wise, I'd say the Jets are better. The Chiefs, obviously. Let's finish this out. Seahawks, Giants. Seahawks. I'm going to go Giants. Seahawks all day. Easy. That's fine, but you're wrong. I don't have much faith in it. Do we have any sleepers that we want to recommend before we go ahead and end this? Mm. 
Mm. Well, this week is the week to start Quentin Johnson because yeah. uh, Williams is out for the rest of the year. I think, year. I think it's Joshua that you Palmer. want to look into. And that's actually who I was going to bring up. Joshua Palmer, I think, is a very mm. good – him and Tank Dell, I think, are two very good sleepers this week. I think Calvin Ellis is a respectable sleeper. He's going into Houston's defense. They don't have a great coverage on the third guy. You know, he could they be might throw cool. him out for 30 snaps and, you know, he catches 10 balls and gets 100 plus yards and gets a TD. I, like, I, I'm that's gonna a realistic say scenario for Austin. If Kyle you go off free agency, I would do so. I'm going to say Kyle Pitts has another fantasy relevant week this week. Spicy. I could agree with that. I could see that. I think Joshua Dobbs will have a fantasy relevant week. Ben? I already said Joshua Palmer and oh gosh, who was the second one? He did. There was two that I threw out there. Joshua Palmer and it was another oh Tank Dell. Those are my two, I think, sleepers. Yep, Tank Dell. All righty. <laughs> so that wraps that one up for I'm today. Go ahead and head over to Facebook, the Sporting Lounge. Hop in that. TikTok, the Sporting Lounge. Twitch, the Sporting Lounge, and also go give Shane a follow at Derpermation. It's right above his wall, as you can see. Give him a follow. Hop in the Discord, talk with us, and we'll see you on Sunday. Join, join the Instagram. We got one of those, too. Bananas. Bananas.